Today FM. It's that time of the week again, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the Dermot and Dave Show Best of Podcast. But not if you're driving. Definitely don't sit back. In fact, sit up now. This is the start now. 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 Good evening. Three, two, one, now. I, every morning, do a thing called a Jefferson curl. Shut up, nobody cares. Oh my God, get yourself a life. Have you ever heard of a Jefferson curl? So it's basically where, you know you twitch your toes? Is it like you'd start um, something that the former US presidents (laughs) used to do? Is it like in your hair? (laughs) No. no. It's just it's one single curl that hangs down in a very provocative manner. (laughs) Reminds me of of Thomas Jefferson. No. It is where I stand on the bottom step of the stairs and I very slowly and deliberately bend over to reach my hands past my toes. But But in doing so, I'm thinking of every individual vertebra in my back bending and going like all the way down mm. you get as low as you can and then you slowly come back up and rebuild your spine that way and I just heard some American Olympic gymnast teacher saying if everybody did a Jefferson curl every morning then we would have we'd eliminate 90% of lower back problems for the whole world whatever I just heard it somewhere and I went I'll just do that every morning don't know anything about it don't know if it's good or bad I just do it but I've been doing it for like two years and I haven't really had any back pain it's, been, it's actually been pretty good I think anyway did it yesterday and then got into the shower and my neck went and I've been in searing agony ever since. (laughs) So I don't know whether the Jefferson curl contributed to this amazing pain I'm in right now, but it's actually moved from the middle of my neck out into the middle of my left shoulder now, which is tremendous fun. I don't know why it's moving, but that's where it's sitting now. I think I'm officially in spasm. I think you're officially old. Maybe but that's, that's a sign. It is. A sign of being old is when you wake up with mystery pains. Yes. Up until 35, you pretty much know where all your pain is coming from, but most of it's self inflicted. Let's yeah, be honest. That's true. Either in five aside tournaments that you've never trained for, or doing some actual late, or hard work all of yeah. a sudden. Um, wrestling your friend when drunk. These are all the kind of injuries you bring to the table oh, pre 35. Yeah. After 35, it's just you wake up and go, oh my God, my left knee is in tremendous pain. <laughs> And I wasn't doing anything except watching Ozark. <laughs> In a so, lazy boy. It's so true. <laughs> well, just being almost six months pregnant, I can tell you the uh, a Jefferson curl would not be possible in my condition <laughs> no. at the minute. Uh, and Your hair looks great anyway. You don't even need it. <laughs> <laughs> I go for the Obama curl myself. Um, we got into bed the other night. And I've I've a lot of pressure on my pelvis this mm. time. Hey, right? hey, hey! Enough! This is so daytime stuff this, here. <laughs> so when I get into bed, I went to move onto my side, and the click that came from my lower back sounded like a bone had been broken. Oh my god! <laughs> that and must Johnny be so was like, satisfying. What was that? And I was like, Oh, the relief! Oh, really? It was yeah. one of those. I wanted it to happen again. So well, a, a gas or pressure just like just popped. Do, or I, it, do you know? It feels like it feels like my pelvis is out of place constantly. Right. That's how it feels. Okay. So when a click like that happens, you'd imagine it's just clicked back into place. Now I can sleep. That's why I go to an osteopath. It's for the clicks. Yeah. They're so satisfying, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. You get the clicks in your pelvis. Oh, the most satisfying are your 
your sort of middle to upper spine. Yes. And they go, <laughs> you're like, oh, oh yeah, that's a good <laughs> stuff. I, I like Woo! the idea that you go to an osteopath who seeks your permission for this to crack mm. you. Do you have a friend, because I have two of them, who take it upon themselves when they meet you to hug you and bear hug you so tightly that your back cracks and you're going I did not I did not give you I go I love a hug but I did not give you permission to change the gaseous makeup of my vertebrae stop doing it oh, they must love you I don't know it's too... if they hug you so tight that they click your back yeah, I think it's too much and that's coming from a hugger yeah you are a hugger yeah Oh, so uh, listen guys If you've got a really aligned spine today Text us in <laughs> Don't keep it to yourself Tell us your best Spine alignment story <laughs> This is a podcast So please don't text the podcast Or you will be charged on the podcast So you can't read out your text podcast Go on Send uh, it to podcast.com Forward slash text number I.E. Okay this And your eye bands And your eye bands <laughs> the best determined Dave podcast in here this week we will remember nothing we had famous people on it for God's sake we always sake. have famous people yeah we had Jim Carrey Jim Carrey yeah, yeah. you see you needed to be fed your line no I wasn't sure if we had had Sandra oh, Bullock no we not Sandra had. Bullock no. Jim no. Carrey and also we had Cahill doing his first ever movie junket and he absolutely slayed it. Yeah, Too good actually if you ask me. We learned one thing. We did. We learned that Dermot's... Needs to change something about him. Yeah, Dermot's new... or Carl's new name has got something to do with Dermot and even Dermot doesn't know what it is but you don't know either but you got to listen to it and find out because it's absolutely incredible. Uh, yeah, so uh, why, who's, what cast was he talking to again? He was talking to the cast of The Bad Guys, the animated movie. So in there he had Mark Maron, one of the biggest podcasters in the world. He had Craig Robinson, you'll know from uh, the US office and from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And actually we found out, Carl Unearth, that Craig Robinson was also in an iconic TV show that nobody knew about. Craig Robinson was very happy to talk about it. Another reason to listen to Cahill doing his amazing movie junket interviews. Uh, what else is on the show? Well, you got Noni. Uh, she gave us her news. You got Dave's Bad Jokes. You got Say Stuff That Suits the Music. Um, I was off sick for two days, so obviously <laughs> there's not going to be many best bits from those well, days. Well, during those days, all we did was we talked about you being off sick and, and asked listeners for their sad stories. And about, their prayers. Yeah, yeah. So that's all the content was. Yeah, yeah. That's all we could do. So it's just like sad music and then people ringing in, giving obituaries to Dermot, who was just had a bit of a head cold. It was fine. It's quite hard to be sick these days like and just yeah. do nothing. It's very hard not to just have stuff to do on your laptop in bed. Yeah. Well, it doesn't help when I message you every day going, don't forget you have to do this thing. Hey, do you have that thing for me today? Hey. Hey, hey. And you have to interview um, Kevin <laughs> Kilban's uh, movie star friend, um, Chris Pratt. Um, they're on Israeli time uh, mixed with Dubai. So it's at two in the morning. You cool? You cool Ke- set up comp? Ke- Kevin Kilban's movie star friend. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, enjoy the podcast. No, don't. Whatever way your weekend went, I uh, bet you it went uh, better than Chris Rock's <laughs> and possibly Will Smith's. Yeah. Oh, no, no, he won an Oscar. I'm sure he's for his No, weekend. but nobody's talking about the Oscar. Yeah, nobody's talking true. about King Richard. They're talking about the fact that he walked up and slapped Chris Rock in the face. Like, insane. It, it took me this morning, right, when I... Because I check my phone in the morning to see if anything mad has happened before I get <laughs> This morning your phone went, yes, Maria, yeah. yes, it has. <laughs> yeah. So I was lying in bed going, I really don't want to get up oh, Monday morning, whatever. And then I saw this and I was like, oh my God, I have to go to work. This <laughs> Adrenaline. is the same thing ever. Yeah. Do you know what? It's, for me, it's up there with when Madonna fell at the Brits on stage. Oh, yeah, it's up there in terms of the thing. Yeah, yeah. scandal. So just to give you a bit of background, first of all, the winners... 
Nobody's talking about the winners today. Mm. But Kenneth Branagh did win for... For uh, Belfast. Writing, yeah, best, I think it was screenplay. Or, uh, anyway, brilliant. Well done, Kenneth. Billie Eilish won. Will Smith won. Uh, Jessica Chastain won. So all of those are on our Twitter now. Okay. So as they happened last night, the brilliant Robin here in Today FM went up and tweeted every winner. So okay, if that's what so you want to know, okay, you can go, there. go and have a look at that, mm, right? Brilliant. And we had Jessica Chastain on the show not so long ago. Yeah. That's right, yeah. For the 355, yeah. Todayfm.com. Um, so winners aside, like, I cannot believe my luck <laughs> when stuff like this happens. I just wish I was watching it live. So to give you a bit of background, Chris Rock has beef with Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, right? This comes back from a 2016 Oscars joke where they were all boycotting the Oscars because of the lack of diversity and all that kind of stuff. So Jada Pinkett Smith was very openly boycotting the Oscars and saying, no, I'm sick of this. There's no uh, people of other ethnicities, you know, whatever. So that was grand. Chris Rock told a joke about Rihanna's knickers and Jada Pinkett Smith and compared them and said, look, like... I'm not a comedian, so I'm not going to deliver it in the same way he did. <laughs> but like, basically, you boycotting the Oscars is like me caring about Rihanna's knickers. Right. You're not invited, so don't worry about it. So kind of, you know, left a bit of a, well, that wasn't cool, dude. Between yeah. them. Yeah, between them. Right. Yeah. So she played G.I. Jane in the 90s mm. and now suffers from alopecia. So she loses her hair. She can't grow her hair. Mm-hmm. So the way she looks is the way she looks. Yeah. And do you know what? I think she's an absolute ride. I've always thought she's well, an again, absolute we, ride. We talked to her for The Matrix. Um, yeah. uh, the, the new Matrix movie, she's obviously in that. And we talked to her. And she looked absolutely amazing. She had this emerald kind of jacket on. And yeah. like, I was saying to her, did you wear that? Because you're talking to the Irish guys. And she's like, alone and whatever. She, she looked unbelievable. Yeah. The jacket was unreal. And she generally does. Yeah. She's a very, very stunning woman. Wasn't Demi Moore G.I. Jane? Yes, she was, I think Jimmy, Debbie Moore was G.I. Jane and I think Jada Pinkett Smith was G.I. Jane 2, possibly. Um, I'll have to double check that, but I think there was a sequel or something like that. But it wasn't his joke. Or was she you, in it? What wasn't Jada Pinkett? Was she in it? It was in Chris Rock's joke, you're going to be in G.I. Jane yeah. 2. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. See, I didn't even understand that. So, anyway, it was, yeah, it was, I think she was in G.I. Jane. Well, I'll check we'll it over. Yeah. I thought uh, it was just a reference to Demi Moore had shaved hair in 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 G.I. Jane 1. So yeah. now she has obviously got a shaved head, so she must be playing yeah. the sequel. Well, she's come out and talked about her alopecia and her struggles and, you know, how it leans on her mental health then, you know. And didn't Chris Rock do a documentary about black women's hair? Did he? Am I, I imagining know. that? I'm pretty sure he did. I don't know. So, there, well, look, there's history there. Right. So I think it was bu- it was bubbling up anyway. Um, so with that then, obviously... Will Smith, first of all, sorry, Will Smith laughs at the joke. So Chris Rock says something about, do you know, actually, the easiest thing to do is play you the clip of when it happened. You know who's got the hardest job tonight? Javier Bardem and his wife are both nominated. Now, if she loses, he can't win. (laughs) (laughs) He is praying that Will Smith wins. Like, please, Lord. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh. Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. I'm going to, okay? <sighs> I can, oh, okay. That was the greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Okay. Wow. Oh, they are awkward. Like, it's I, so awkward. And the first thing I showed it to Johnny before we left for work this morning, and the first thing he said was, Is that a setup? It is one zillion percent not a setup because you can tell by how awkward Chris is when Will is walking up towards him. And he calls him Richard and everything. Like, oh, so which he, is his character in the movie he's nominated Richard, for the Oscar. He played yeah, okay. Richard Williams yeah, in yeah. King Richard and won the Oscar and everything like ten minutes after this slap happened. Um so he, you can tell by it, it is one million percent not a setup. He hit him hard. He hit him open-handed, but he did hit him hard. You can like, hear it. Will yeah. Smith is a big man. But if you haven't seen the video, what happens is when he tells that G.I. Jane joke, the camera goes to Will and Jada, and Jada is rolling her eyes, and Will is laughing, I think, still at the joke about Javier Bardem. Oh, right. And then the camera goes away from them. And then he walks up to the stage. So whatever happened, you know, maybe he leaned over to Jada or maybe she got up and left or maybe, I don't know, but... Or like you said, maybe it was just registering at that point that he was like, hang on, what did he just say? What's disgusting about it for me is the fact that this poor woman had gotten all dolled up for the Oscars, the biggest night of the year for these people, all dolled up for the Oscars, sitting there looking stunning, by the way. She was wearing emerald green again. And... He told that joke for her to roll her eyes, but the whole room, if you listen to the audio, the whole room is laughing and clapping mm. at her and her and, and her struggle. Like that's, that's, that's what I find disgusting about it. But he then, Chris Rock continues, right? So after this, if you think it was a setup, now this audio is not as good quality as the last okay. clip that we heard, but have a listen to how he stumbles through this. And this will tell you exactly why I don't think it was a setup. So we're here to uh, do a documentary out, to give an Oscar out for best documentary. Oh, yeah. His mind is not on what I have to do next because that thing just happened. You know, that planned thing just happened. Because his face is still stinging. Yeah. Like, I just can't, like, I just picture, like, don't remember myself, we've hosted lots of award ceremonies. And I mean, not, not the you, Oscars yet. Not the Oscars yet. No, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> right now, it's usually accounting firms, end of year, <laughs> internal <laughs> awards. But I just can't imagine continuing as a host when something like that happens like yeah. I'm non-confrontational anyway I just want to I want to curl up in the ball <laughs> yeah. and just have yeah. a little cry to myself but to go and go okay I better hand out like the most important award for this uh, documentary Look, maker in the history of the thing if you're going to tell those jokes then deal with the slaps you're going to get like uh, sorry but that uh, that was it wasn't even a funny joke and you know what I'm going to play you an example of a funny joke from uh earlier in the night which was by Amy Schumer and it was about Leonardo DiCaprio and this is how you tell a funny joke and I mean Leonardo DiCaprio what can I even say about him it's, he's done so much to fight climate change and leave behind a cleaner greener planet for his girlfriends <laughs> that is a funny joke Chris Rock that is how you tell a funny joke you do not pick on somebody uh, like 
Well, about- any appearance joke is just never going to be as funny as a comment, a commentary joke. About- but it, do you know what? It doesn't matter if she, you know, has alopecia and that's why she has to wear her hair or her lack of hair the way it is now or if that's what she chooses. You've mm. no right to go, oh, look at you, you've no hair, G.I. Jane. Like, but you would never even funny, do that. Dude. You wouldn't even do it in a comedy club, like in a small comedy club in Dublin. You yeah. would never pick on... A woman in particular, a woman's appearance yeah. as a source of your gags. I mean, it's the it's the weakest mm. point of entry, really. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for, for such a high-profile comic and in a high-profile event, for for that to even make it through onto the autocue yeah. is, is strange. It is you know, strange. Because it's, it's never going to come off as anything other than mean. Yeah. And there's a difference between, like, Ricky Gervais' clever mean, you know, that he has done in the Golden Globes and things in the past, and this, it's just, a, like, as you say, it's just, a, this is not a very good joke anyway, regardless yeah. of, you know, for a comedian of his caliber, you'd expect something a bit better. Yeah, when it turns into appearance, I think it's a. What it's do you think about Will Smith walking up and slapping him? Uh, I mean, look, I have a four year old at home that I'm saying you can't hit people just because you don't like what they do or say, or whatever. Kind hands, blah, blah, kind blah. feet. But there is something. <laughs> the conversation we always have in our house. <laughs> yeah. Have kind hands. There, but there is something, you know, a bit chivalrous about the fact that he went, no, actually, I'm not having it. That's my wife. She's upset now. We've spent the whole... He probably spent the whole time trying to build her up and tell her how gorgeous she was. Do you know what I mean? And then mm. one sentence then took her down. Yeah, but there are other ways of of defending his, his wife yeah. and defending her. I mean, if he had said, if he had just sort of seethed and, you know his way through it, then went up and accepted it as his award yeah. and then said to everybody, you know, I just want to say, you know, my wife is looking beautiful tonight and I didn't like those words and whatever way he wanted yeah. to do it. And then, you know, maybe backstage have words with Chris Rock. But, I, you know, it's it's funny. Well, it's interesting to listen to the debate this morning because, you know, we, we've been talking so much about men and violence over the last yeah. months, and rightly so. Yeah. That's a debate that needs to happen. But you, we then can't turn around and condone. I know, yeah, violence under the some he, you know a heading of chivalry. Yeah, because like you know, either either we're you know con- condemning men and violence, or we're or we're not. Yeah, we're not. But yeah. you, you can't have it like well, actually, sometimes it's okay. And which is it? You know. So yeah. Well, I, I, do, I do think there's other ways of defending your wife's honour than walking up in public and punching the guy in the face. Well, funnily, Denzel Washington came over to him after after he'd sat down. He came straight over to him and he said, dude, at your highest point, that's when the devil's going to get you. So he, he meant when you're at your breaking point, when you're about to cross that line, just have a think and don't make that decision that the devil's putting into your head. You know, yeah, that I'm way? sure when Will Smith woke up you know, this morning or when he wakes up, he like he he would want memories of winning his Oscar, yeah, and being celebrated. I know. You know for for something that he's worked all his life to get. I would suspect he won't take it back. He did an apology in his speech to the Academy and to all the people that organised the event and all that kind of stuff. Not a word about Chris Rock, and I'm sorry for slapping you. So I don't think I don't think he'll take it back. I no. think he's going to stand by his actions. Yeah. 
Well, he wouldn't be the first comedian to get a punch. <laughs> you know? That's true. I slap you all the time. Before we get to your text, actually, inside, we never played what, how Will Smith reacted in his own acceptance speech a few minutes later when he wins the bloody Oscar. Yeah. Now, I know to do what we do, you got to be able to take abuse. You got to be able to have people talk crazy about you. In this business, you got to be able to have people disrespecting you and you got to smile and you got to pretend like that's okay but Richard Williams and what I loved thank you D Denzel said to me a few minutes ago he said at your highest moment be careful that's when the devil comes for you right it was I'm someone. pregnant, so I get a bit of the feels off that when he's crying. I want to cry. So now you're feeling sorry for Will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his face ain't stinging. because he's crying. Uh, someone says, oh, great. Now he has to go and live with his auntie and uncle in Bel Air. Oh, it's seven four one hundred one hundred two. There's no excuse for Will Smith's behavior. Uh, violence is never okay. It's not chivalrous. Someone else, uh, Orlin Westmead, says it's disgusting and hurtful uh, what Chris Rock said. He should have left her name out of it, as her husband said. It left a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Uh, Will Smith let himself down. He could have used his speech to apologise for hitting Chris Rock, while at the same time not apologising for defending his wife. Well, I suppose the other thing as well, Chris or, or Will Smith didn't know he was going to win the Oscar. Like I, I suppose you know we're kind of saying like you know he used his speech, but like yeah. he was still sitting there going for ten minutes, going oh, I don't know if I'm going to win this thing. Yeah. Or not, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. I think I, I don't think you'd go get up and do something like that if there wasn't other stuff going on in your head. No, but also you know? can I just say if that happened, say. The only thing I can liken the Oscars to is our radio Oscars. <laughs> the that radio gets pretty violent from time to time. And I'm usually the host, so yeah. I'll be yourself be watching my jokes. Um, but if you were, if one of us got up and, you know, if sorry, if it was a randomer that just got up and slapped him, he'd be hauled off by the police. Yeah. Straight away. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He probably would have been rugby tackled on his way to the stage because they'd be going, what's this guy doing? We don't know what this guy's doing. But because it was Will Smith, it was allowed and everyone just sat back and went, I wonder what he'll do next. And Chris Rock said oh, he's he not pressing him. charges, didn't he? So there's no... Chris Rock said he's not no pressing LAPD charges. There's no getting yeah. involved in that, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Can they? No, I think like you have to press witness charges. And it's, it's on TV and everything. Can they press charges? Or can, can the police intervene and go... I don't, I don't know. Anyway, I don't yeah, know the legalities behind it. It is yeah. like as a bout, it's one of the world's greatest mismatches. <laughs> Will Smith and Chris Rock. <laughs> yeah, Will yeah. Smith is about seventy foot tall, and Chris Rock, Rock is about five. Blondie and Maria uh, and today FM a lot of people don't realise that song was actually a song and not Maria's TV theme tune. <laughs> no, it was Maria's TV TV theme tune, and then. Debbie Harry said, oh my God, that sounds great, guys. Can yeah. I do something with that? Can I time travel back to yeah. the early 80s? She pays his royalties first. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, not early. That's their, that was mid-noughties. Was, was it? it? Yeah. yeah that oh God, was, I thought it was I really was old. Say recent enough. That was their comeback ah. single. Um, listen, we're talking about the uh, big news of the day, which is uh, Will Smith smacking uh, Chris Rock at the Oscars for a joke he made about his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, and she suffers from alopecia. And uh, yeah, so we're talking. So you guys are getting in touch on 87 4100 And Tara has been in touch uh, to make a point. I have to say, I agree 100% with Maria. Um, I have started suffering with alopecia for the last two years since COVID. And it is such um, a tr- 
traumatic experience to go through um, and very real and I know maybe Will Smith could have handled it in a different way but to hear um, and to see everybody laughing at something that um, Jada Smith was going through a real struggle I just found extremely upsetting and I, I, I don't understand why people aren't more shocked about it and would he have made a joke if you know she was going through cancer or um, depression or some other illness and the answer is no he, he wouldn't have and I just think it was absolutely disgusting the way everybody laughed at it I, I'm still finding it really difficult to get my head around it um, and I guess just from going through it personally um, it's probably hitting me a bit more I think um, but I just I just wanted to, to send in a voice note and um, just say I agree with Maria thank you that's from Tara there Oh, yeah, right. And uh, like nobody can argue with her struggle. Do you know mm. what I mean? Which I'm sure is a similar to Jada's struggle. Like it just was a disgusting joke. And can I just say, we're not condoning violence for all the people that are texting in saying, oh, you can't condone violence. We're not. not he shouldn't all. have slapped him. He shouldn't have, but he did. He shouldn't have. But the yeah. joke was terrible. But there are a lot of people saying it's chivalry today. The word chivalry keeps being well, used I said quite chivalrous. a lot. There was, there, there's an element of chivalry off what he did. That doesn't say that it's the right thing to do. I don't think it's, it was the right thing to do. Yeah, but can, can, you, can you be chivalrous in, in a way that isn't slapping him in the face? Um, yeah, I'm sure he could look, he could say, he could have a word with him after the show or whatever the case may be. Yeah, definitely. But I mean... Look, he did it. I, like, I don't... He shouldn't have slapped him. He shouldn't have. There's no arguing that point. It was the joke is the the source of my disgust today, not yeah. the slap. Uh, Dermot Dave, listening this morning with my nine and six-year-olds, as a woman who has had three children, pregnancy and breastfeeding drastically affects hair condition. I have half the hair that I used to have. I'm very conscious of it. Yeah. I'd spend a fortune on bloody shampoos and supplements to help. I would have boxed him myself. Will Smith was dead right. Now, wouldn't that have been a different conversation entirely today if Jada had gone up and, and slapped him? But look, I what Tara was saying in her voice note there, the clapping and the, the laughing are what got me the most because that poor woman is sitting in the room and everyone in the room is laughing and clapping at her expense. Do you want to have a listen and see what it sounds like? Yeah. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane too. Can't wait to see it. All right? That was a nice one. Okay. There was definitely a change in the room. You could hear that, like they did laugh at the start, and then there was an there was an an emotion change when the yeah. Kind of like, I don't think everyone was laughing along. Oh, I don't know. I, just, I didn't feel the emotion change. I heard the clapping and the and I'd imagine for Jada that's how she would have felt. Yeah, because you zone in on the you know the clapping and the laughing and and she's the subject of yeah, the there was no thing, audible you know? kind of oh you can't you know there was only a bit of yeah. that towards the end like yeah. yeah someone says lads I normally don't apologise for violence but when someone is being an a-hole sometimes a slap in the gob is the only way to put them back in their box as Mike Tyson said everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face 
And Chris Rock is a totally <laughs> unfunny a-hole of the highest order. Sorry, is this Mike Tyson who bit off somebody's ear? <laughs> <laughs> He's not taking violence and vibes from him. <laughs> Gary Cockles in Malahide in Dublin today. Hey, Gary. Hello. What are you up to? Uh, just hooking up a trailer here. Hooking up a trailer. What do you do for a living? <laughs> Landscaping. Oh, I say landscaping's good on a day like today, is it? Ah, uh, you can't beat it, yeah. yeah. All right. Although next, at the end of the week, isn't it supposed to be Thursday we're getting snow? My mother doesn't Lisbon. know what it's doing. I'm heading away to Lisbon, so I don't care. And you're going to Lisbon. <laughs> right, fine. <laughs> fine, fine, Gary. Gary. Uh, okay, €1,950. Euro. What is BBB? This is embarrassing. Bouncy balls bounce. <laughs> <laughs> Bouncy balls bounce. Yeah. Did you have a heavy weekend, Gary? Is that... <laughs> That's the best your brain could muster. <laughs> I didn't, wasn't expecting a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> Bouncy balls bounce is wrong, Gary, I'm afraid. Yeah, I know. Thank you. All right, enjoy the sunshine. See you. Bye. 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 Brendan Dorgan's in Carlo. Hello, Brendan. Hey, how are you? <laughs> sure, look at Isn't that it? Good, Brendan. And so are you and your bright yellow Dermot and Dave. Today, FM Asher, look at Isn't that a t shirt? Well done. Thank you. Nice job. You're working in a compost factory. Yeah, I am, yeah. And what, um, what does that involve? And is it uh, smelly? Yeah, very smelly. Smelly and warm. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do? Take in waste and turn it into compost? Yeah, and then sell it to farmers and stuff. Okay, good man. It's very good for the earth, I'm presuming? Yeah, yeah. Do, doing our bit to help the planet. <laughs> what does BBB stand for? Uh, blimps beat balloons. Blimps beat balloons. No, Brendan. No. Uh, no, Sorry, man. We yeah, send you the t-shirt, you. though. So have a good day. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, to Monaghan now, Pamela Kenny's there. How are you, Pamela? Good, how are you doing? You're working for Monaghan Mushrooms. Yeah, I work part-time in sales administration. Oh, you don't have to like mushrooms to work there, do you? I don't like mushrooms. Oh, same, same. <laughs> Can't cope with I them. like the flavor of them, and I know the health benefits of them, so I do cook with them, but it's the actual consistency. I think it's just a two a little too weird for me. Yeah, I'd have mm. to agree with you. I'm not not a fan. <laughs> the devil's food, I call it in my house. Uh, it's got a lot of vitamin D in it, though. <laughs> Did you hear about the fungus that eats radiation? No. It's been growing on the on the side of uh, is the Chernobyl reactor, one of the reactors, mm. and they discovered this fungus that is essentially eating the radiation. It's like a comic book hero, you know, that takes in radiation and gets stronger. Uh, it, it takes the energy from it and and grows. There's a lot of radiation in Chernobyl. Are we not fearful this fungus may indeed turn into some kind of a super villain? <laughs> and come and get us all. Thing. Like, you know, you, you, funguses are good things, you know. You got them that kill superbugs and stuff, so that's pretty neat. Have you seen that the world's biggest one that's like a couple of kilometers across? No. It's this in, in absolutely humongous mushroom. It's presumably not you, held up by one thing. No, you'd, it's be, like it's you'd a, be walking on it and you wouldn't even oh, realise that right. you're walking on the mushroom. It's like the size of an island. <laughs> yeah, it's a few kilometres across, exactly, yeah. Jesus. But, um... Yeah, I have to look that up. Imagine the bowl of soup you could make with... <laughs> massive. <laughs> Pamela, BBB, what do you think? 1,950 euro. Big belly breaths. Big belly breaths. Mm-hmm. Dermot does belly breaths teaching in his live show don't you well yeah I kind of was going along the lines of thinking the mindfulness and the meditation and the breathing and easy Mm. peasy it's an excellent thing to do but it's not the right answer Uh, sorry Pamela that's alright have a good day
You too. Bye. Bye. Okay, nobody wins it. It'll reach 2,000 euro tomorrow. Oh, I know what you're going to say now, aren't you? Yeah. There's going to be a big fat clue tomorrow. <laughs> 2,000 euro. I never know why he hates clues. Like, it helps people win. Why would you not want to give out a clue? Because I think people should solve it on their own. They're all smart humans. There's no, no clues. Not smart enough. There's no clues in Wordle. You know, people still solve it every day. Got it today. I was very proud of myself. Three guesses. Ooh. Mm. I'm not in today. the Wordle community, and I find you all terrifically boring. <laughs> there, I no, said it. Maria just made an ooh sound when I said that, so that shows you how unboring it is. We had a voice note in for you from mm. Neil. Dermot, I love how you're throwing the limit phrase ratty every now and again, and you say it with such venom. Ratty. <laughs> love it. Keep it up. <laughs> is rat, ratty. Is ratty specifically Limerick? I didn't, I didn't know that. Uh, I wouldn't think so. I think a lot of people say ratty, but maybe I'd just say it with the gusto of a, a Limerick man. <laughs> <laughs> that you definitely do. That um, was ratty and rapid. <laughs> good and bad. Some, I, I don't know any other place that says rapid as if something is good. No, definitely not. It was rapid. Rapid. Oh, yes, oh, rapid. Rapid Would buzz. We would have said it a long time ago. I don't hear it now. But I don't know, do Limerick people now say rapid or is it just you? I think yeah, I think people still say rapid, yeah. Rapid. Right now we want to give away tickets to go see Leinster versus Munster at Toman Park this Saturday. We've got four tickets to give away. And we decided we'd bring back speedy songs, which is a competition we were doing last week, Maria, because we were doing an e-bike. But you do love it. And the thing is, you make the speedy songs. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes when you're the person who has to make the thing, you're like, oh, really? You want to do that competition again that I have to do all the work? But you're sitting there laughing. You're loving these things. I love it. And, you know, I think I'd be really good at it. At identifying them? Yeah. I'm glad you would be. I'd be terrible. That that beat, anything musical for some reason, for somebody who loves music, I'm terrible Sometimes at. we play beat the intro just between us, you know, because yeah. we're nerds. And uh, Dave loses every time. I'm so bad. You can't, like literally, you could be halfway through the song and Dave is like, oh, it's Backstreet Boys. Yeah, yeah. I actually really yeah. like that song. It was, it was yeah. my first dance at my <laughs> wedding. Now I vaguely remember it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, well anyway, let's say hello to a couple of people. We have got Mary Rose Slattery on the phone. Hi, Mary Rose. Hi, how are you? Good. I should ask, is it Mary Rose or is it Mary Rose Slattery? Mary Rose. Mary Rose, okay. Mary Rose. Uh, are you a massive Munster fan? Massive Munster fan. Right, so Tom and Park would be a nice little jaunt for you if you wanted to go out there on Saturday? It would, it'd be lovely just down the road. Okay, well, Joe Andrews is from Louth. Joe, a bit of a trek for you. Be worth it as a Leinster fan, though. Definitely would, yeah. yeah. Definitely keep the wife happy. <laughs> <laughs> keep the wife happy because you're gone away to Munster or because you'd bring her with you? I don't know, because I bring it with me. <laughs> Good stuff, I'm glad to hear it. Uh, all right, lads, so we're playing speedy songs. So the way it works is we're going to play you songs and you have to identify what they are, but obviously they're sped up. That's why it's called speedy songs. So Mary Rose, you're up first. You ready? I think so. Okay, here we go. What song is this? Artisan title. What do you think, Mary Rose? Oh, God. Um, is it Beyonce? But I don't know the title of the song. Oh, it's not Beyonce. It's actually Beyonce's band, Destiny's Child, and Bootylicious is the tune, so we can't give you that one. Okay, Joe, over to you. Uh, here's your one. What do you think, Joe? It's Lady Gaga, and it's, uh... Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> the artist and the title, unfortunately. Yeah. 
We'll have to hurry uh, Lady Gaga and Poker face. Hey. Hey. He accessed that part of his brain and eventually it came out. It was in the back of the brain. <laughs> the it was the easy ones, though. Okay, Mary Rose, getting a bit faster yeah. now. Here you go. What do you think that is? Oh, God. I don't know. Um, is it my line or is it just really fast? <laughs> oh, it's only going to get faster from here on in, I'm afraid, Murray Rose. Uh, no, I no clue there. Okay, that one was Outcast and Miss Jackson. Okay, and back over to you now, Joe. Hang on there a second. This is your one. I think I'm going down. I can't believe it's happening in my own town. I had wings, I would fly. Let me contemplate. I glance in the cut and I see my homie Nate. 16 in the and one in the hole. Nate Dog is about to make somebody's turn. <laughs> okay, what did that one is, Joe? Uh, yeah. No, I don't. Warren no, G's no. Regulate was the one we were looking for there. Okay, Mary Rose, back to you. Getting a bit faster now. Till I, can't no more. I got the horses in the back. Horse stock is attached. Head is black. Got the boots is black to match. Riding on a horse. Ha, you can whip your horse. I've been in a valley. You ain't been about that horse now. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Now, okay, what do you think that one is? Oh, God, I know it, but I can't think of oh. it. <laughs> I thought you'd have that one. Those people are shouting at the radio. I do, I should be. Okay, Lil Nas X and Old Town Road okay. was the name of that one. So. I mean, that's what I said, right? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hang on there, Joe. You're going again now. What do you think, Joe? It's definitely not Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're, we're getting into that territory, though. What do you think? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, Avicii. Hey, brother. Right, we're missing out on a fair few here, lads. So far, we've gotten one right out of six. So, Mary Rose, I'm, I've got serious faith in now. You're going to get this one, okay? Yeah. You ready? I'm saying we can have two tickets. I have two tickets. <laughs> no. <laughs> That'll be too easy. Okay, what's yeah. this one? Here we go. Right, what song is that? Jeez. Right, you're making me hard. This is impossible. <laughs> 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 Can we play it again? Well, give me one quick glass of it again. I mean, come on. This is literally an iconic tune of the, of, of the ages. Okay, come on, come on. What is it? What is it? No clue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie Rose, you're brilliant. Journey, Don't Stop Believing is the name of that tune. And come here, Bernie Rose, when I say the name, do you recognize them then? Oh, yeah. Oh, you do? Oh, you do. Okay. It's so easy when, like, you're not live on the radio. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, Joe, here you go. What's this one? What do you think, Joe? We will rock you. Bye. Oh, Christ. No, Oh, Christ is not oh, the name Christ. of the band. Lady Gaga has a song called Oh, Christ. No, no, no. Come on. Joe. Queen. Yeah, Jesus, thank God. If you didn't know Queen, I would be in serious trouble. All right, Mary Rose, you've got to get this one right. Are you ready? Yeah, I Okay, no worries. <laughs> I help you. It's funnier when we don't help you. Okay, have a listen to this one. Oh. 
She sounds good at that speed. Yeah, what song is that? <laughs> Celine Dion, my heart will go Yeah, we got one, we got one, we got one. And uh, to, to take the tickets, uh, Joe, what song is this? Joe? It's the bodyguard song. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's officially what it's called. What, what's her name? What's her name? Uh, no, no, Mary no, Rose knows. I yes, know. I know. Like we, <laughs> we go to the thing together. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my wife will thank me for that. Probably not. Probably not, Joe. Joe, have you any idea? Apart from yeah, the, bodyguard the bodyguard song. And it's by... Um, Oh, God. No, it wasn't Christ the last time. It's not God this time. <laughs> Joe, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll put you out of your misery. Is Whitney Houston, my heart will go, or I will love you always, I should say. Um, and come here. The, the good news is you actually managed, I don't know how, to get two right there to Mary Rose's one, which means, Joe, you're the winner. <laughs> And neither of them are Christ, and neither of them are God either. No. Mary Rose, your phone line is so bad, you sound like you're sped up. So we let you go. Have a great day. Oh, thank you. All right, see you later. Bye. Thanks a million, Mary Rose. See you later. Bye. Joe, you are going to represent the blue in Munster. Fair play to you. Thanks very much, lad. Thanks a million. So you have four tickets there. We'll start that out, Jay, after the show. Make sure we get them to you and all the rest, and you can take the missus and whoever else you want to go down. I appreciate it. Thanks very much. Not at all. All right, mind yourself, Joe. Have a great day. See you, you later. Bye, bye, bye. The story. Today FM. So we reckon everybody on earth has got an amazing story to tell. They just need the platform to do it, and we are giving you that platform. So if you think you have a story that the world needs to hear, then email it to us on Dermot and Dave at todayfm.com. It could be a little note about it. You can send us a voice note if you want. Just let us know what the story is, and we'll give you a buzz and get you on. What's the story? Every Tuesday at half past ten. Today it is the turn of Nicole, who is from Shannon. Hi, Nicole. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Good. Whereabouts are you in the country? I'm in Shannon County Care. And what are you doing in Shannon? I'm working. Oh, where are you working? Yeah. Let me guess. Are you working in some kind of aerospace or like airplane leasing? <laughs> what makes you think that? Because there's about 5,000 airplane leasing companies in Shannon. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, I work in aviation graphics. Yeah. Aviation graphics? That <laughs> yeah, sounds cool. I make, I make the pretty stickers that go on the outside and the inside of the plane. Oh, come on. That is really cool. <laughs> and do you do any kind of like fancy liveries or do you just oh, do... Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Massive liveries. Yeah. So what kind of stuff? The sexy side, as the boss says. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, uh, like when you see a cool band... Um, yeah. And they have like a private jet, and then they have the name of the band stuck to the plane. Would would be that kind of thing you would do as that well? That kind of thing, yeah. I think they did one for um, Elton John's kind of private jet for one of his concerts. And that's very cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you have days where you just have to go like EI five two seven? Yeah, you get the boring days as well. I'm sure that comes with the territory. Saint Governor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no always in toilet. Oh, you've got those indoor ones as well. <laughs> yeah. And do you ever do you have to draw the little characters a little like them? Yeah. The, really? Yeah, we make them on a computer, yeah. Oh wow. That is cool. I'm always amazed by them machine. that you you have to convey a really important message without language, generally. Like the image mm. has to cover it. 
So you yeah. have to get the little man doing something right. You have to yeah. nail it. There can't be yeah. any confusion. Yeah. The person who'd never nailed it was the person who designed the hand dryer in a toilet where you, you it says, like, push the button, push, yeah. and then the, it shows you the hand dryer nozzle with the three things coming out of it, and then it just looks like it's delivering bacon. <laughs> That's just exactly <laughs> what it looks like. Yeah. Like, press the button, get bacon, yeah. if only. Yeah. We had a very interesting one, actually, with, for Virgin Atlantic. It was a no fraternizing placard. Oh, right. Ooh, so this was to go on the Mile yeah. High Club bathrooms. A little bit, yes, yes. Okay, and wh- what did you draw for that? It was a circle with two feet going up oh, and yeah. two feet going down and a big line through it. <laughs> Oh, that is brilliant. That is good. You know the way you mentioned there, no, you know, no smoking in the toilet. I was actually on a flight one time where someone did smoke in the toilet and they went absolutely ape. Like oh, the, yeah, the staff or the people? The, the stewards, yeah. Right, right, like, right. There was like big kind of kerfuffle down at the end and then the door burst open and a big oh. cloud of smoke came out of the toilet. <laughs> wow, he wasn't very subtle. I don't know how he thought he was getting away with that no, one. No, <laughs> and he, he was obviously had been lashed into the wine, but he like reeked of cigarettes and the whole oh, place stank of cigarettes. And he was like, I wasn't smoking. <laughs> like, you can't hide it. You're literally on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the smoke just clouding around him. Yeah, yeah, it was like a cartoon. Right, well, that's a good story, Nicole, but we want to ask you, what's the story? Well, let me set the scene first. It's two days before Christmas. Mm -hmm. My mom, my dad, and my aunt are all having a little drink. My aunt celebrates her birthday two days before Christmas. And it was the next morning, and my parents are hung over. There's been bottles of Willie Nelson, there's (laughs) wine. It was an interesting night. (laughs) So we're getting ready for school. My dad comes down the stairs, and my aunt goes, there's a rat. And my dad, obviously in a haze of just sweat <laughs> and alcohol, is wondering, okay, wait, a rat, where? And she said it was in under the Christmas tree um, with all the presents. <laughs> so my dad is like, oh, right, okay, well, we can't have a rat in there. Are you sure it's a rat? She was like, yeah, the tail was this long, and the body was this long, it's huge. <laughs> so my dad goes into the sitting room, closes our French double doors, my mom, my aunt, myself, and my younger brother are standing with our four faces pressed up against the panes of glass. <laughs> and it's in a big Christmas bag of presents. So he's hovering. He's building up the courage. Sweat's pouring out of him. And all of a sudden, he just jumps. And he could feel the squirming underneath his feet. Oh. And he's like, I got it, I got it. And then my mom pipes up. It's not the hamster, is it? Oh, Jesus. We completely forgot that we had a hamster. <laughs> so my dad is standing there feeling this thing squirming in absolute agony underneath his foot. <laughs> Alcohol is full on coming out now. <laughs> ah, the fear. <laughs> the fear. And me and my brother start panicking, of course, because it's our family pet. We start crying. And my mom <laughs> creeps in, checks the cage, and she goes, It's not in there. <laughs> So my dad, of course, has to check. He picks up the bag and the hamster just falls with a big thud to the bottom of the bag, squirming and squealing. And he goes, Tally, it's fine. Get the kids ready for school. Kids, go to school. My mom bundled us out the door, hysterically crying, and sent us to school for the whole day. We were in bits. Was the hamster okay? My mom takes the hamster with my aunt to the vet. The vet said... 
I think its leg is broken. I can either wrap it with a matchstick and some cotton wool and make a splint or we'll have to amputate it. So, of course, my mom goes, right, well, we have to save the hamster. It's, it's our hamster. So my aunt is holding the hamster and he yanks on the leg. Oh. The hamster bites down and gets lockjaw on my aunt's finger. <laughs> my aunt is squealing in the back going, oh my God, get it off, get it off, trying to fling the hamster off. The vet is just, oh, I'm so sorry. And she's like, get it off me. And, and so the hamster was... His leg was wrapped, and but my aunt ended up having to go and get a tetanus shot. Oh, no. And she ended up getting an allergic reaction. So for her birthday, she had one awful hangover, a chunk taken out of her finger, and a swollen arm from a tetanus shot. But the hamster survived. <laughs> hey! <laughs> That's the most important right. part. What's yeah. his name? Lucky? <laughs> no, his name was Gimli from Lord of the Rings. Gimli. It was almost legless. love it Nicole thank you for doing what's the story today thanks guys see you Nicole bye Bye. Dave's world Dave's world if we don't let him do it he gets ratty Bad Jokes Edition with Cadbury Brunch Bar (laughs) full of tasty ingredients for any occasion it's a cereal bar okay I've got Carl in front of me I've got Maria in front of me so here yeah I'm very grumpy today, so okay, well. leave your work cut out. <laughs> oh, best Maria, look, man. When Maria's in flying form, she hates bad jokes. So now that she's grumpy. Yeah. Okay, well, the first one's for you. Okay, It's from Chucky Wucky Dave. How are you, Chucky Wucky Dave? And he says, Dave, oh, this is for Maria. Maria, I got up early and went to Aldi to make sure I got the latest must-have item from the middle aisle. Clever. It's a Humpty Dumpty toy. I'm delighted to say I got one. It came with Aldi King's horses and Aldi King's <laughs> men. <laughs> Good start. Good start. Good start. Uh, Johnny sent me a voice note. How are you, Johnny? Always love when someone sends me a voice note. 087 4100 Johnny, what's your joke, mate? Dave, what do you call a lad from Dublin that loves going around breaking up fights? I don't know, Johnny. What do you call him? Liam Malone. <laughs> Liam Malone. <laughs> and Eric Lawler, comedian Eric Lawler was on to me. Dave, just listen to your good, bad jokes. And they're all brilliant, by the way. Um, but I've got one for you. Dog whistles. If there's a better form of canine communication, I've yet to hear it. <laughs> Sorry. I don't get it. Is that because it's so high pitched? You can't, can't hear, hear it. You can't hear it. Okay. So, yeah. Did you get it? You're too no. clever, Eric. Yeah. Carl's Carl still sitting there going, what? <laughs> Irene says, My husband hates when I make him vacuum the whole house. He gets even more angry when I call him Dyson Fury. <laughs> <laughs> Tony says, bad news, a soft drinks factory has suffered a major leak and millions of gallons of lemonade have leaked into a nearby village. Initial reports say that dozens of people have been swept away. Oh, that's a terrible one. You can see it coming. You can see that one coming. Eddie says, a coachload of jazz musicians has overturned on the M50. No injuries, but expect lengthy jams. (laughs) No. (laughs) You're not getting it. Stino Spurs, he says, I'll never forget what my late uncle said. He said, sorry, I'm late. Oh, I knew it. Hey! <laughs> oh, yeah. predicting Why didn't I see that one coming? On. You won't see this one coming, Carl. Tony says, Robbie Williams got into Scottish football recently. He started off supporting Celtic, but got loads of abuse from fans. So now he's loving Rangers instead. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. No, it's not. <laughs> Murphagram says, everyone in my village wears woolen jumpers that are at least one size too small. 
And to be fair, we're a very tight-knit community. Wow. <laughs> I'm running out of groans. <laughs> Will says, oh great, I've just been kicked out and banned from the all-you-can-eat buffet. As if I hadn't enough of my plate already. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. Uh, Irene's back in with a second joke. Irene on fire this week. My new fitness instructor was observing me doing a workout. I was barely moving up and down, just like a teensy little bit. And he asked me, what kind of squats are you doing there? I said, oh, these, these are diddly squats. (laughs) (laughs) My kind of exercise. (laughs) Aaron says he heard from a source high up in the petrochemical industry that on Friday, all petrol stations are going to cut their fuel prices in half. Wow. April fuels. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, Tony said I set up an origami business It folded Then I set up a bra business It went bust Then I set up a spaceship business Couldn't get it off the ground In despair I launched my novelty car part juggling act I just can't catch a break Oh <laughs> Novel car part juggling yeah. Can't catch a break Takes a second Yeah No call No you're still out there No no, well, you don't get it. No, not one bit. <laughs> this Perfect is a, time with the music. Though. This is <laughs> this is a sandwich. Dave's world bad jokes because Chucky Walky Dave gave it to Aldi King's men. Aldi yeah, King's yeah. Men, and he finishes it well today. And he says, okay. "Not saying my local pub is rough, but there was a tail quiz the other night, and the first question is, what are you blind looking at?'" <laughs> So on Dermot Dave, as you know, Maria's our producer, and Emer and Cahill, uh, do you guys have super titles that I should really know? I just, oh, I just call you our guys. Cool content creators. Cool content creator guys. Yeah. Uh, no, but look, it's a, it's a small but brilliant team. Uh, but every now and again, you know, something happens and all of a sudden Cahill has to step up to the plate. Maybe it's when, you know, we have to get him jerseys for his St. Kevin's, hur- or Kevin's hurling team and they say Cahill has a cutie pie on them and have his face on them. Maybe it's when he has to go to the Coot Hill Parade in Cavan and do five tasks the listeners set him. The video to that, by the way, should be seen by every no. human on earth. Cahill has no. never regretted anything as much we've, in his life. We've gotten over that. No, no, no. That's we gone. Did. Need more people to go there for sure. But... The other day, we got an amazing piece of news, which was that the show had been offered the chance to sit down and interview the stars of a brand new movie called The Bad Guys. Uh, it's all about the bad guys. So it's about like a, a group of bad guys led by Mr. Wolf, who's played by Sam Rockwell. They get involved in a huge heist. And in there is Mr. Shark, Mr. Snake. Tiffany Fluffett, Zazie Beetz plays Diane Foxington. So the thing is, we were so excited about this. And then Dermot and I couldn't do it. So Carl Minogue sat there and he watched the trailer for The Bad Guys. I'll give you a blast of it now. We're the bad guys. (laughs) And this is the crew. Mr. Snake, Serpentine, Safe Cracking Machine, Magic Houdini, but with no arms. Jackpot. Yes. Miss Tarantula, our in-house tech wizard. Where'd you learn to do that? Mostly YouTube. Mr. Piranha, he's brave, <laughs> crazy. What's up, Papa? <laughs> and Mr. Shark, master of disguise. His greatest trick, stealing the Mona Lisa disguise as the Mona Lisa. <laughs> and rounding out the crew is me, the big bad wolf. We may be bad, but we're so good at it. Ah, so that's the bad guys, Carl. You yeah. watched that trailer. What did you think then when you saw it? You were like, you know what? Oh, I was ready. You're I was ready, ready to, do this. to say I was excited to do something and how excited I was to watch a movie for work. See, that's the thing because Dermot and I, we're, like, it is one of the best things about our job is that every now and again, like today's another example. I can't say what it is, but I have to go after the show 
<clears throat> I have to go to the cinema and sit in the cinema with nachos and uh, Pepsi Max. And I have, best. To, and I have to sit there in the dark and watch a movie for work. Yeah. So I have to tell my missus, I won't be home until much later on because I'm going to the cinema for work. It was, that's the best part. It's the best part. <laughs> and it also helps when it's such a great movie. Okay, brilliant. Yeah, that's good to hear because my son Sam is obsessed with the books. He is yeah. every single book of the bad guys. And when he heard there was a movie, he was freaking out. And then, I was trying to say to him, oh God, I might have to see the movie before you see it. And that, he, that wasn't going to end well yeah. at all. But then I, I, I could say, no, it's okay. I won't see it before you see it. Kyle's going to see it. So, I, so, yeah, th- I so won't this spoil was, it for you, Sam, but this, it's good. It's good. Okay. This was your first ever junket. Yeah, it was my first ever junket. They're, they're odd things. They're great fun, but they're odd things to do, particularly yeah. now because it's all done via Zoom. Yeah, and there's a lot of different things that you have to worry about yeah. you know especially because I did it at home as well so what, in my apartment what, what things what was stressing you out so like I live on a busy enough road mm. and uh, we're at a junction so sirens go off all the time because uh, you know they have to get through the junction because you so, live in a terrible part of town and there's always <laughs> crime where you live yeah. I get it I get, you get it, it? Yeah. you know where I live yeah. uh, so uh, noise was a big thing and also okay. I was worried that uh, my girlfriend Claire would just storm into the apartment you know after work so there was there was signs up well, outside I made w- signs at one point I was talking to Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss for the uh, for the Matrix, and uh, the door of my bedroom was kicked in by oh. my two daughters who came in just singing a song and dancing, and I couldn't like interrupt the move, the interview to say sorry. My daughter, I just had to like make the most dagger eyes yeah. you've ever seen. Get out of here now! That's and the thing. There's this, and you because you can't break. So no, I wa- that was uh, that was a big fear. Okay, my second uh, big fear was the Wi-Fi. Oh yeah. Now I have seen. You're working from home interviews. Yeah. Uh, John Cena comes to mind. John Cena was amazing because this like we were so excited. John, John Cena, like what an amazing movie star, wrestler, all around cultural icon. Yeah, we got the chance to talk to John Cena and Dermot's Wi-Fi. Like literally, the minute John Cena came on screen, he disappeared. <laughs> so he just good. disappeared. He couldn't get back in. And I, I was looking for a way in the conversation to work in that famous line that John Cena has from wrestling, which is, you can't see me. Yeah. And he, John Cena said, uh, the irony of this is not lost on me, but I can't see you. Yeah. I was like, yes, John so Cena. It worked in his favor. At that it, point. It, that, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, I, that was terrifying. Mm. That was so, so scary. It is because like you, what you don't want to happen is what happened to me when we were interviewing Jennifer Hudson. Is Again, like Oscar winner, Grammy winner, absolute amazing woman. And I asked her a really important question I wanted to know about the recording process of the music in this movie. It was my favourite question I wanted to ask her. Yes. And obviously, I asked her completely like this, but what she heard was, (laughs) And she she looked to the left at her assistant and went, can we fix him? <laughs> and I was not fixable. Ah, so. Can we fix him? It's oh, the best yeah, line ever. So poor Carl. So you were, uh, so did that hold up? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. That was all good. So right. it was all cool. So, so ticking boxes. Yeah, ticking boxes. Uh, the final thing that I was uh, most worried about was my name, Dave. You have an easy I name. Have such a great name for movie interviews. They're like, because even Dermot, Dermot is Dermot and Dermot and all these, <laughs> but I'm just, Dave and everyone's goes hey Dave hey Dave hey Dave hey Dave. oh it's so easy I was so jealous call. I didn't realise until I got into the the whole waiting room process that you're in with the Zoom you know when you meet people before yes. you actually interview yeah yeah and the yeah so my the, name, your name did, did your name so are you going to say that your name featured in these interviews 
It might. <laughs> it might, okay. Yeah. So who are we hearing from first? So first we're going to hear from the director, Perry Perifel, who is a Frenchman. Do you think he... <laughs> Got an okay with my name? I doubt. I doubt. An English-speaking person who's <laughs> not from don't, Ireland is going to get it going well with your name, but definitely not Pierre, the French guy. So this is the director of the movie, The Bad Guys. Yes. Chan de Cahill. Let's have a listen to his first ever Junket interview. Yeah. Hi, Pierre Perifel. How are you? Nice to meet you. Hey, Kyle. How are you? Good to meet you, man. Congratulations on The Bad Guys. Thank uh, you. It's, look, it's such a brilliant movie. Uh, I feel like they're the most likable bad guys in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel now that your work is out there and for all the world to see? It feels incredible. I mean, you know, you, you spend so long crafting these movies and, and animation is such a long process. So we've been working on it for three years, kind of in our caves, you know, in our offices at home also because it was pandemic. Uh, and then and then slowly you see them just come to life and, and release your baby to the world and you realize, you know, that, you know, it makes people laugh. It just brings joy and, and people love these characters. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. And three years you've been working on it. Yes, three years, yeah. Wow. Actually, the project started even earlier than that. We started writing it six years ago. That's a lot of breakfasts when you're waking up just uh, yeah. thinking about <laughs> thinking the movie. about it and a lot of all-nighters, yes. <laughs> yeah, and now, and now you have to stress about the movie now that it's out there and you have all this work to do as yes, well. Yes, yes, yes. For a director, to, a director of an animated movie, you know, in my head I have a picture of a director that's sitting up on a high chair and... He's shouting action and yes. he's shouting cut. And obviously that's not so much the case for an animated movie. What is the process for a director? It's way less glamorous than that. Um, no, basically for an animation director, you are, you know, in charge of guiding all the teams like a live action director would do. But of course, we're all at home in front of computers and uh, each person on the team, each person on the crew is actually, you know, crafting a little piece of the film, which could be creating an asset in, in CG, creating a movement when they're an animator, creating a light when they're lighter. And then they would show that to me and then I would approve them or just give them some feedback. Uh, and then slowly we build like, like tons of Lego bricks, you know, we build the whole, the whole thing. So it's very, very slow and very, very, uh, incremental. Um, but yes, for me, I'm just in front of my computer in, the, in Zoom meetings and uh, getting feedback through, you know, either from my editorial suite or, you know, from, uh, from watching movies, basically, watching clips of the movie just and improving them and answering a lot of questions. The only time that we really have just a bit more, uh, a bit closer to a live action director would be when we direct our cast, you know, and this is voice okay. recording, obviously. So would you, you have the, the actors in the room with you and you're yep. able to direct yep. them? I mean, again, because of COVID, we had to do it also remotely. But uh, yeah, usually that's the case. We are in the room in, in the booth together. I just play the other part. I read it, you know, read with uh, with Sam or Anthony or whoever, you know, and and try to be uh, the best actor that I can be with a terrible French accent. And uh, <laughs> it kind of works sometimes. <laughs> yeah, particularly through Zoom. So, so was it working from home through that process or were you in an office or were you... We, we no, we were at home. We were at home for most of it, wow. you know. I, I ended up just doing it from the studio myself personally because uh, I'm more, uh, it's better, better equipped there. But like 99% of the crew was at home, yeah. Wow, their their Wi-Fi bills must have been absolutely through the roof. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, well, you know, I think I think the whole internet had to upgrade itself through the last couple of years. Yeah, so. yeah but at first, at first, it was kind of an interesting situation where, you know, we we couldn't get it quite right. You know, like in the first few weeks was a little tricky, but like the studio adapted really quickly, which was incredible. Yeah, because um, am I right in saying this is your directorial debut? 
Yeah, for feature, yes, of course, absolutely. Yeah, that's my that's first amazing. one. That's amazing. Yeah, thank you. Well, uh, speaking of debuts, uh, Pierre, uh, I'm told that I have to wrap up, but this is actually my first time to ever interview a director oh of my God. anything. There so, you go. Pierre, I've, uh, I have a certificate of achievement for you. <laughs> it says, Pierre Perifel, the first director that Cahal Minogue has ever interviewed, and it has the date and the bad guys. Let me sign this. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I, I'll send it in the post, you send it back, okay? Perfect, let's do that. Uh, it was uh, lovely chatting to you. Thank you so much, man. Uh, yes, Colm, no, round of applause for you, sir. <laughs> he got his certificate. He got his certificate. Yeah. That's great. Uh, I love the way he called you Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. Yeah, there yeah. was no effort made. But look, he, he's French, you know. Yeah. We, we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. If we're going to give anybody the benefit of the doubt, it's definitely that. Uh, Kyle sounds like he's interviewing Jurgen Klopp. No, it's <laughs> Jurgen Klopp is very German. Uh, definitely not French. Although people are saying you sound like Dermot. Yeah, what's that about? I don't know, but what I'm seeing is I'm seeing a younger, better looking uh, Dermot upgrade. The Kyle and Dave show. Like, Ooh, sign yeah. me up for it. Paul Minogue from our team has stepped up to the plate and has done his first ever movie junket. JC says, Carl, you nailed the interview. Fair oh, play, dude. Thank you, JC. Everybody thinks that Carl sounds like a Dermot. Although somebody says, I thought Carl was a drunk Dermot. <laughs> just waiting for him to start laughing. Uh, Carl's a natural, uh, brilliant. For some reason, Carl sounds like Dermot, just a softer voice. Uh, someone says, Carl, you did amazing. But Dave, if Dermot ever can't make it in, I'd say you get away with replacing him with Carl for a day. There is an idea. He's not here today, Carl. Maybe yeah. you could just, you know, maybe you just step up there. You need to find someone that sounds like you now. Oh, no, I don't want to be replaced. <laughs> I want to keep myself in this job as long as humanly possible. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Carl was called uh, Kyle there, I think, by the French director. Carl is a name that not many people can pronounce. Even Irish people struggle sometimes. Yeah, Certainly based do. on the spellings you're sending in today, because they definitely can't spell it. Lad, you must be so proud of Carl. It's like a first day at school. Were there <laughs> tears? Uh, no, there, were, there, were, there was some welling up of our eyes with pride, but the, we yeah. didn't let the tears fall just in case Carl got freaked out. But in case you just tuned in, Carl did his first ever movie junket for the amazing movie The Bad Guys which is coming out this Friday an animated movie and uh, my kids are obsessed with it particularly Sam my nine year old cannot wait to get his hands on it and see it but we were saying that Carl, a lot of people think Carl sounds like Dermot when he does the movie interviews yeah. and then maybe we could do the Carl and Dave show uh, a couple of people have got some challenges for you Carl uh, <laughs> no, hi Dave no I think we should hear Carl's version of Noni and then someone says the Carl and Dave show it's Wednesday let's see how good Carl is at say stuff to suit the music <laughs> and then decide yeah no thanks yeah, yeah, no, no, the staunch no. Dermot defenders are in and rightly yeah. so although it was a nice touch when, uh, when they gave me my portable mic and my work laptop and put it in my bag and he all sit- waved me off at the building when yeah. I got on my bike. Yeah, see you, Carl. nice. Safe home now. Yeah. Uh, okay, so come here. You're doing interviews for the movie The Bad Guys. Uh, we've already heard from the director, P- Pierre Perifel. Yes. But who are we hearing from now? Big stars. Big, big stars. Like the biggest. So there's Craig Robinson. You know you know him from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. The Office. There's another show that you will know him from, but you might not realize that he was in the show, okay? Oh. You'll find out. You'll okay, find okay, out. okay, okay, okay. And Mark Maron. You know Mark. He's a stand-up comedian. He's like, has one of the biggest podcasts in the world. And he was also in that Aretha Franklin movie, The Respect. Respect, yes, he was. He was uh, our agent of that. He was yeah, brilliant. So look, yeah. the biggest stars. I oh, interviewed him. Carl gets them. Okay, well, here is Craig Robinson and Mark Marin talking to our Carl about the movie The Bad Guys. Craig Robinson, Mark Marin, how are you guys? Good, how are Great, you? Great, thank you. Cool, yeah, I'm good. Uh, congratulations on The Bad Guys. Uh, the most likable bad guys ever. Is, is that, Craig, is that weird for you to be a bad guy? Because you seem so lovable. Uh, it's, it's, it feels like a par for the course. It was, uh, the natural progression. You know, it's, uh, it's okay to be a lovable bad guy. So people can cheer and, you know, maybe I won't get as much time. 
Yeah, yeah, because you you're so lo- lovable in a weird way. Because you, you know, you think that we're not going to like you guys, but then you kind of just fall for you. Mark, is that sore on your voice to be constantly like Mister Snake and to be? It seems like that was a strain on your voice because you don't normally talk like that, do you? Yeah, no, I don't. I I don't know. When I do animated characters, they they all seem to be gravelly and yelly. Uh, yeah. But uh, but I think it was right for Snake. You know, when they first showed me what he looked like and what his disposition was, uh, he seemed to be a guy that uh, you know had a lot of a, a, a lot of yelling and a lot of anger in him. But yeah, ultimately, I think that the whole thing with Snake was really uh, it was all about uh, you know trying to, to to hold on to a friendship. So he, he had a lot a lot of heart to him. How much how, many, how much of an idea do you guys have on what the character is going to be before you start recording? Like, you, you know, are you seeing much of of the, the, what you think the finished product might look like? Definitely see the characters. You, you see the characters. In, in my case, we kind of start and start playing with stuff, and then we find it, and then we'll even go back and go, okay, now that you have that, right. let's go back to uh, and. and and get this okay. other stuff. So there's there's definitely a uh, you, and that's the advantage of doing uh, um, animation animation because <laughs> you can't always go back. Uh, you can't go back with live action. You have to have to just take what you got. But animation, you know, oh, we found this here. Let's let's bring that back in. Uh, you know, and record these lines over. Yeah, we've been working on this for nine years. What? No, I'm kidding. No, Wait, no it, way. It, he, Craig just forgot that it was called animation. There's no way it's been nine years. <laughs> no, but that, what he's saying is true. Is that like these? Because it is animation, you, the characters can evolve. You know, if yeah. things come up later, even even if it has nothing to do with us, they're still working on the animation. They're still working on the script to a certain degree. We definitely went back and did things. You don't even know by the end of it. You know what they're going to use or what you said or how it's going to come together. And then it does, but at least they're in charge, and we we just have to do the character. <laughs> yeah, you, you just give them that part, Craig. Irish fans, uh, they'll know you for your your roles in in The Office and Brooklyn Nine Nine. But what Irish fans might not know is that you were in season ten of Friends. I was, yes, as I was in the fourth to the last episode of the entire series. So I snuck in there. And I played yeah. a, a government worker who, when Phoebe changed her name to Banana Hammock, Princess Consuela Banana Hammock. <laughs> something, <laughs> something like, like that. That. <laughs> that must have been so cool, though, to be on, on the set of Friends, like, especially when it was so iconic. It, it was. It was like uh, just to get to see that, that, that well-oiled machine uh, in, yeah. in progress and this, being a young comic, like, wow, this is how it goes down. It was, it was quite the experience, yes. And Mark, uh, would I be right in saying you have a bit of a fondness for Ireland? Would, Love it. Would that be? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I constantly talk about moving there. Should I? Where are you? What oh. city are you in? Oh, well, I, I'm, I'm living in Dublin. That's, but that's because of work. Where you need to move to is Tipperary. Oh, that's the place? I was there for two weeks, drove around. I, I just love the way it looks. I just don't know if I moved there, you know, three days later, I'd be like, what am I doing? You know, so I... <laughs> But no, maybe look, maybe maybe a week. A week it probably lasts. Something about like, marriage. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, look, I recommend I recommend Cashel, and that's that's the place to move. Okay. To, well, thank uh, you. I'll look into it. 
Yeah, and if you arrive, you can tell them that I sent you, and they'll they look after you. Oh, that's, well, great. I'll drop your name wherever I can if I can remember how to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, you won't. You won't. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, I'll tell everyone at home uh, to watch The Bad Guys, and lads, it's, it's so brilliant, so well done, and thank you. thanks a million for talking to me. You bet. Thank, thank you. Ah, uh, there you go. Colin yeah. Minogue interviewing superstars, and inviting Mark Maron not to Dublin straight in with the Tipperary <laughs> yeah. the county colours came not, out immediately they all come to Dublin <laughs> get them down come on I'm, I'm working for tourism cashel here I'll tell you what it sounds yeah. like he might come over although he didn't try and pronounce my name at the end no I think he heard you say it at the start and was like I'm not going near that one <laughs> Carl you've already introduced us to the director two of the big stars Craig Robinson and Mark Maron but who have you got for us now yeah, doesn't stop there Dave Lily Singh so Lily she's a huge YouTuber massive so YouTuber like 14.7 yeah. million subscribers yeah, when I saw that number, I got nervous. <laughs> and also uh, Zazie Beats, who you'll know, she was in uh, Deadpool and yes, uh, the Joker, the Joker as well. uh, Joaquin Phoenix when he yeah. played the Joker. She was in that. Uh, they were so so sound. Do you think they got? How do you think they got on with my name? <laughs> I can't imagine that they did any better than Mark Marin, who just decided not to say it, or the French director who called you Kyle. Let's find out how they pronounce Call and also what they think of the movie The Bad Guys. Lily Singh, Zazie Beats, how are you? Good. How are you? How are you? Very good. Very excited to talk to you. Zazie, am I pronouncing your name right? Is it Zazie? Is that, o- is that okay? Really, it's Zassi, but Zassi is fine, yeah. Okay, because mine is kind of, people pronounce my name wrong, and I'm always too shy to, to correct them, <laughs> so I was just hoping that we wouldn't start off right. in the wrong Yeah, how foot. do you pronounce your name? So it's Kahal. Kahal, okay. Already today I've been called Colin and Kyle, so. Nice. Uh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 well used to it. Well, look, uh, congratulations on the bad guys. Uh, it's so so good. It's just so much fun. Lily, how does it feel now that it's out in the open for the world to see? I mean, I I for a long time didn't know if this day would ever come because we've been working on it for so many years. Where at a certain point, I was like. This is just now a fever dream. I don't even know if this is actually real. I think I'm being pranked. I think this is a long, elaborate prank. Um, but no, I'm so happy with how it came together. It was so fun to see it on screen. And because we're working on it for so long, there were just so many surprises as we were watching. Of things I didn't realize were happening behind the scenes, jokes other characters were making. So I, I think it's the coolest movie ever. This has my co-sign times 100. And I love your character. I, I want to be that reporter that's always on the scene when something crazy is going to happen so not that a lot of crazy things happen here in Ireland but <laughs> if there's crazy things that happen I want to be there I want to be that, that reporter on the scene Absolutely, uh, it was, yeah. it's, it's so fun to watch was it just as much fun to make Zazie was a lot of it um, done remotely or did you guys get to hang out at all or uh, I think it was a blend some got to sort of record together I got to record virtually with Sam a couple of times and then I got to do in-studio a couple of times, but not with people. It was like a mix of at home. I was in my closet at one point no recording. Way. And so it, it, it's a blend, which is actually quite, it's so interesting when you see the the movie and you're like, oh, all these like little tiny tidbits yep. getting puzzled yep. together. Um, but yeah, and over the course for me of like two years basically recording, and I think Sam and Mark uh, we're recording even since like the beginning of 2019 so yeah it's been definitely as Lily said a long process but it's cool to see the final end result and to see what they actually came up with because at the end you're like I don't even know what I'm saying anymore <laughs> yeah that must be so weird because you're just probably just saying sometimes you could be saying a line or two that 
You don't, you're not, because obviously you're not in a full conversation as you, as we see in the scene. Yeah, well, the director, our director was good at um, reading you into the scene. So you know what was going on in the scene and he would also sort of give you the context. But uh, as, as the film was shifting and the script of the film was shifting, we would just get bits and pieces of that shift. So we didn't actually know what the full Mm-hmm. story ended up looking like until we watched the movie because I know they were tweaking the end a lot okay so you were just as surprised as we were because Lily it just seemed like there's a lot of twists and turns in this for a kids movie mm-hmm. yeah we're trying to keep everyone on the edge of their seat yeah. you don't know what the children you know too that's right yeah. everyone <laughs> I must ask have any of you ever been to Ireland or have you ever I have come? I've been to Dublin my best friend is half Irish um, ah. from Ireland and so we visited her family. It was great. Yeah, and cool. um, I had a great time. I've never been, unfortunately, but I would love to. You've never been? Yeah. Can I crash at your place? Yeah, it looks well, nice. Yeah, well, <laughs> judging yeah, by your background. Like, you know, there's, there's a pull out couch. Perfect. Well, I tell you, you got a plant? Yeah. Yeah, you like the plant? I do. I love plants. I'm a crazy plant lady. Okay, well, that's a good start. Although I'm living in Dublin because of work commitments and it's the city. And people always come to Dublin, Cork, Galway, Kerry. These are the places. But where you guys, if you come to Ireland, you need to go to Tipperary. Okay. That's where you need to go to. What's going on there? Well, like so much, there's the coolest town ever called Cashel. And in Cashel, there's a big castle called the Rock of Cashel. I know, original, right? Oh. The Rock <laughs> Castle. In a tour and here. Look, yeah. So we, maybe we can uh, we can host you in the Rock of Cashel. That's, um, I would love that. Sign me up. Yeah. Once you get to the gate, just tell them that I sent you. Perfect. Tell them that Cahal sent you. Sent. Yeah. yeah. You know what? This and is, uh, that, they look after. I'm going to mess it up, and I'm going to say Kyle. They're not going to let me in. No, the array. Right. <laughs> I'll remember it. Okay. okay. Perfect. Yeah, although if you just say ginger hair, they might they might kind of know. You know they'll, they'll get <laughs> There's so few of you left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it was so lovely to talk to you, and congratulations on the bad guys. It's so it's so cool. So uh, Thank thanks you. so much. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 Round of applause for Colin and Oak. The man's really? done his first junkest three How do you massive think I did? interviews. You did so well, yeah. dude. Honestly, so well. Like a lot of people confused you for Dermot. Yeah, well, also people are asking, why do I have an American accent? <laughs> <laughs> well, so you know, sometimes gosh. you talk. To, here's yeah. the thing, Nicole. There's something that maybe people don't know, and I don't think you know this. When you're in a movie junket like that, you're handled by a company because it's all by Zoom or whatever. So Carl was sitting in his uh, lovely apartment, hence the um, the, the background that we're very mm-hmm. impressed with. But uh, at the end of it, then the, the interview is over and then the person who's running the room, running the, who's the Zoom host, comes back in and says, hey, thanks so much, guys. We're going to send you back to hospitality now or whatever, right? So as the interview ended between Cahill and Lily and Zazie, I don't know if you've heard this, Cahill, but the yeah. guy came back in and he didn't get your name right and listen to what happened. They look after I'm going to mess it up and I'm going to say, Kyle, they're not going to let me in. No, the array. <laughs> I'll remember it. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, although if you just say ginger hair, they might, they might kind of know. You know they'll get <laughs> There's so few of you left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it was so lovely to talk to you and congratulations on the bad guys. It's so, it's so cool. So uh, Thank thanks so much. Thank you so much. Bye. Appreciate it. Bye. Thank you, Kale. Cheers. 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 It's okay, don't worry about it. You, you've been talking to them for four and a half minutes and straight away they are defending your honour and like like straight away Lily just went to and said They just call him Kale? How could they call him Kale? I mean no one's name is Kyle. Kyle, you've done so well. Taste of the music. Taste of 
Okay, Say Stuff That Suits The Music is a bit of the show where I play pieces of music to Dermot, who's never heard those pieces of music before, and he must say things off the top of his head that he thinks suit those pieces of music. And he usually sounds like this. How are you doing? Ray Darcy here on the back of a motorbike. Uh, why are we doing it? Because we're raising awareness for Motorbike Awareness Week. <laughs> Too many people think that mopeds are motorbikes, but they're not. Uh, in studio, we'll have a chef cooking pasta on the engine block of a Kawasaki 2000. And also, uh, Fergus, the astrologer, will be in to tell your fortune on a Honda 50. Uh, I don't know. Rev, 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 rev. Motorbike Awareness Week. <laughs> What a time to be alive. Ireland has gone to the polls and voted for change. Now a new dynasty begins. New hopes for a new future. Ah, ah, who are we kidding? It's going to be the same old shite we've always had. Just a different crowd, different name. Whatever! That's why I think the horn on this car just sounds weird. You have to take it back. I can't drive around in it. No one's taking me seriously. You don't even want to hear the indicator. <laughs> we are Sinn Féin and we feast and celebrate a great battle. You join in. We beat them on the battlefield. Yes, we destroy them. Hey, and now we shall feast on their loins. Yeah. Do you mean, are we actually eating Leo Varadkar? Yes, we're eating him. Commander Chief, Anucht er TG Kahar will be teaching you how to say TG Kahar properly. Not like TG Kahar. It's say it properly TG Kahar. TG Kahar. TG Kahar. That's right. Shock the cloak. Good for Dermot. <laughs> he just did say something that suits the music. Ray Darcy, brilliant. That TG4 car fella went fierce golem towards the end. He did, but that's it. He's got to teach you how to pronounce it correctly. Um, I loved Carl's interviews. Lots of people get in touch about Carl's interviews. He did the interviews for the movie The Bad Guys, which comes out April 1st. That's this Friday. And uh, Carl uh, did his first ever movie junket. He interviewed the director, Pierre Perifel. He interviewed Lily Singh and Zazie Beetz, who play a couple of characters in the movie as well. And obviously Mark Maron, one of the biggest podcasters in the world, and Craig Robinson, who you'll know from The Office, the US Office, and uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and also, we found out, Friends. He was in an episode of Friends as well. Uh, all the interviews you can listen back to on uh, todayfm.com or anywhere you get podcasts. The Today FM app is a great place to do that. But a lot of people get in touch about Cahill's, uh, first of all, his name, which was butchered by everybody, uh, and Cahill's American alter ego should be just called Kale. At least people would know how to pronounce Kale. 
kale. Like, I mean, it's not ideal. That's what they were kind of leaning towards, wasn't yeah. it? It was kale. Carl was determined that everybody he spoke to should come to Cashel <laughs> rather than Dublin. Somebody wants to know, is Carl double jobbing for Tipperary Tourism Board? Yeah, I'm waiting for the check in the post, guys. And uh, I don't know, Carl, maybe Tipperary will reject you as um, a, a kind of a, a spokesperson, an influencer, as it were, because people are saying that there was a bit of an American accent creeping <laughs> in there by the time you were finished doing your interviews, that you were like, hey guys, you should come to Tipperary. I yeah. know. I was conscious of that. And then Maria said, no, he sounded fine. He sounded fine. And I was like, no, I don't. I sound like, hey, guys, uh, what's <laughs> up? Subscribe. Like and subscribe, guys. Uh, well, people are definitely saying that Cahill is a soft-spoken Dermot, which is amazing. And Jer says, if that French director thinks Cahill's name is actually Kyle Minogue, he's just one letter away from being a famous Australian <laughs> yeah. singer. You yes, know, good possibly. Yeah. Also, you look exactly the same. So, yes, of yeah. course. Of course. That's one of the great defector, Dermot and Dave, on Today FM. Tell me that is not one of the best Irish tunes June. ever. Cahill was bopping away there. See the way I said Cahill? Cahill, I know your name. Your name's yes. Cahill. Cahill, Cahill. It's very easy to pronounce Cahill if you're from Ireland. It's very difficult to pronounce Cahill if you're not from Ireland. Uh, so many uh, texts coming in about Cahill's interviews with the stars of the movie The Bad Guys. John has a, uh, one for you, Cahill. He says, yeah. I was once told by a Cahill that you can pronounce their name like how you would say alcohol without the al. Alcohol. Cahill. Cahill. Yeah. Well, it's it's close because like that's actually that that helps. I like that because I have no basis. And actually, I kind of said mine a bit weird when I was trying well, to explain it. Let, like Cahal. Let's let's have a listen to how the different people in the movie Junket the Cahal did for the movie The Bad Guys. How they pronounce it. This is the director Pierre, who's in fairness is French, but he yeah. went with Hey Kyle, how are you? Hey Kyle, how are you? So he wasn't making any effort. He was just calling him Kyle up a bit. Yeah. Uh, Mark Maron also made no effort whatsoever. The uh, world famous podcaster and star of movies like The Joker and now The Bad Guys. He just went. Yeah, and if you arrive, uh, you can tell them that I sent you, and they'll they look after you. Oh, that's, well, great. I'll drop your name wherever I can if I can remember how to pronounce it. <laughs> so he didn't even try. I, and I was too afraid to ask him. <laughs> and then, as you said, you said your name a little bit weird to Zazie Beats. So it's Cahal. Cahal, okay. Cahal. So yeah. maybe you were channeling the alcohol thing without thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, Cahal. possibly. You think it sounds like that? It's a little bit of Cahal going on there. Yeah, and, and that was like four minutes later, did she remember? Well, here's the thing. Then when Cahal hung up from the call from them, uh, the guy who, who runs the junket kind of came back in to say to Cahal, uh, thanks very much, except he went... Thank you, Cahal. Cheers. <laughs> You called Kale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Kale. Kale's another option. Uh, kale. Kale. Kale, kale. Kale, kale is new on me. I won't yeah. lie. So there you go. Alcohol. Kale. <laughs> it's definitely closer than Kale. We're going to start confusing people. Yeah, definitely. It's Kale. It is Kale. Kale Minogue. How are Maybe you I'll just go with the middle name, Job. Oh, what is your middle name? James. James. I'd that be, is. I'd be Zachary. And Dermot would be Valentine. So what? I think we'll stick with our original yeah, okay, Dermot names. Yeah. Yeah. My name is Dorota, like Dorothy. Dorota, like Dorothy. And Irish people call me Dorita. So Irish people are not great with foreign names either. No, we're absolutely not. In fact, I remember when we worked on a different radio station, we were friends with two Chinese lads who worked around the corner from us in a spa, and their names were Leo and Andy. Obviously, their names weren't Leo and Andy, but that was the best that Irish people could do. Is they had to pick two Irish names or names that Irish people could go with. There was no hope. And even in here, in Today FM, uh, Naringa works in here, and I hear Naringa, Naringa, Naringa. Yeah. No one knows how to pronounce her name properly. Yeah. So she's very polite and just goes with whatever we try, but you're absolutely right, Dorota. We try our best, but I guess sometimes it just is difficult for us. Carol McCarthy's in West Cork today. Hello, Carol. Good morning, Dave. Hi, How, how's everything? Are you well? Um, good, yeah, good. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's grand. We'll just check it in and see how you were. All right, <laughs> see you. Bye. No. Uh, Carol, BBB, 2,100 euro. What do you think? Uh, brisk breeze blowing. Brisk ble- breeze blowing. It's one of them today. Cut you in half, it would. Oh, it would. Very cold. I for a brisk walk, though. Does anyone else feel now when they have to turn the heating back on that you were so hyper aware? Are you like that, Carol, because of the expense of gas and oil and all that, that you're like... Well, maybe it's maybe it's just the dad and me. We're putting the heating on for fifteen minutes. <laughs> like, You're the, the same fella. The, the radiators don't have a chance to creak. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you want everybody to just put on an extra jumper. That's you. It is. Although, in fairness, in my house, I'm usually the one saying, "Oh my god, it's freezing." Is no one else like dying of hypothermia in here? And everyone's like, "No, we're fine." So, Carol, anyway. brisk breeze blowing, two thousand one hundred euro will not be going to West Cork today. Okay. Sorry Thanks about so. that. Bye. Bye. Have a good day. Na- Naveen is in Athai. Hello, Naveen. Hello, Dermot. How are you? Oh, great. Thanks. What's going on in your world today in Athai? Uh, not much. Just kind of doing a bit of work before heading into actual work. So mm. it's kind of like how it's working and all that. Yeah, kind of double day. work day. Bloody hell. Yeah. yeah. If, if, I'm going into work to get away from work, if that makes sense. <laughs> if myself and Dave um, were to land in a thigh, and we were talking yes. about uh, Donegal the other day, and we said, it's so beautiful, we're going to come up and start throwing dirty nappies around the beaches. <laughs> you you where, said that. I'll, where, I'll, I'll distance myself from that where, plan. Where, where would you recommend us to come and start throwing dirty nappies around a thigh? Where, where are the beauty spots or interesting oh, monuments? Spot. Um, well, there's the bar- the Barrow Walk um, and down by the board, so you can cycle from a tie basically to Carlo. Um, oh, that sounds that good. One thing. That sounds like um, the kind of place Dermot would like to nappy bomb. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it'd be good for his meditation because I, I I kind of I'm into that whole thing that you do, Dermot. I love the whole meditation and going off into there's um, places where you can just disappear from society and just focus on entering yourself and getting back into you know finding your inner inner locus of evaluation Derek. oh yes Naveen now you're talking my language <laughs> yeah, the two of you need to have this conversation somewhere else <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's like a locus of evaluation is that like a grasshopper or it would <laughs> no. be of sorts depending on what your inner animal is what yeah. you're connecting with your inner inner child no. or inner inner focus is I know you said locus that is fa- that's fantastic I love that stuff we should maybe yeah, we could organise a retreat together along the barrow yes or uh, Mullacreen Woods which is close by like now. I said lads okay. chat about this later on let's get down to business and find out I think what? we can talk about Man United as well no, well I'm glad to hear <laughs> it Naveen I'm glad to hear it want to move on from that I think yeah, right? God, I'd, rather, I'd rather talk about a locus of something else anyway uh, Naveen BBB 2100 euro what do you think um, I've got a chance my arm at Blaz baked beautifully. Blaz baked beautifully. Yes. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Naveen. Have a great day in work, though. Thanks, Dave. See, See you later. later. Bye. Bye. Namaste. Bye. 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 <laughs> Stephen Fennessy's in Cloud Mail. How are you, Stephen? Not too bad, lads. How's it going? <laughs> sure, look at. Isn't that it? Stephen, congratulations. The buzzer has just gone off, meaning you nice win one. a bright yellow Dermot and Dave t-shirt. Definitely a nice one, lads. Yay. Down. Are you isolating? I am, yeah. You poor man. Have you actually got the vid? I have the vid, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm coming out the other side of it, though. Yeah, so how are you feeling? Uh, a bit better today now. And have you, did you have it bad? Uh, the last two, three days, we're off and off now. Right. Who are you Not feeling? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> obviously nobody if you're isolating yeah. yourself and that's about it uh, Stephen you've got the t-shirt and hopefully you're out the other side of the COVID let's make your day and your week and your month and give you 2,100 euro what is BBB? Birds beat bees Birds beat bees in what? Some kind of smackdown. <laughs> Natural world smackdown. Uh, what do you mean by birds beat bees? Oh, I have no idea. It was my wife's death. All right, we'll pass the blame birds to someone else. beat bees. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe it's bringing our attention to some kind of social unrest in the animal kingdom that oh, the birds God. are just going around in gangs beating up bees. How dare they? Maybe, the bees are so important. Maybe, maybe there's an uprising happening. <laughs> Stephen, uh, we're not going to give you money for that one, I'm afraid. Yeah, no ask for that. We'll send you the t-shirt. Hope you feel better soon. Perfect. Thanks very much. All right. See all ya. the best, buddy. Bye. Okay. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye. It's Dermot and Dave. It's Today FM. And around this time every Thursday, we get a visit from Noni, who's in today with her news. Noni's news. A boy decade. Start with the Oscars, kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Movie star Will Smith is to fight Conor McGregor in a UFC showdown. <laughs> After the main in black star doled out serious slaps on telly, Crumlin champ McGregor challenged Smith to a no-holds-barred trip around the octagon. McGregor says, Smith, maybe the fresh pince... Fri- <laughs> Try that again, Nunny. McGregor says, Smith, maybe the fresh prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> but he's the king of Crumlin. <laughs> he can slap that fella grits rock all he wants, but he never punched the rock like me. He'll do nothing. But show him who the real bad boy for life is. He won't be getting jiggy after he slapped the old robot out of him. <laughs> we gotta go. It's two for one chicken wings tonight at the Black Forge in Crumlin. Living the dream, baby. <laughs> Oh, Irish weather is to be cancelled for racism. Oh! The move follows calls from weather activists who feel Irish people have been discriminated against for decades. Sheila Mulraney from Weather Equality Together, our wet, <laughs> says Irish weather should be cancelled immediately. It's absolutely outrageous how we're being treated. I mean, it was 13 degrees last week and people are calling it a heat wave. Other countries get far more sun, more heat, more days at the beach with their grannies. It's because we're Irish. I can't see any other reason for it. Although a lot of people now are just saying that maybe it's simply because the Irish weather is a gal. <laughs> Finance news now. Oh. Crypto traders are to be hit with a hefty new tax. The new shut your face tax will take effect as soon as a random crypto trader insists on telling you about your amazing system they've developed and how they're making so much sweet, sweet coin. (laughs) Even though they're serving you your coffee while they're telling you. Here are the latest crypto values. Crypto up 5% to 36,000. No, actually, no, that's down now to 26% to 24%. No, actually, no, it's back up to 50. Ah, forget it. And finally, former Eurovision stars Donna and Joe McCall celebrate a big birthday today. Great memories there. <laughs> <laughs> Following their Eurovision escapades, the two later became underground cave dwellers oh. who quickly became blind and hairless <laughs> due to their dark and challenging environment. The two turned 76 years old today. <laughs> Happy birthday! Nordy's News. A boy decade. Here's something to do during this song, right? It's Heartbreak Anthem uh, by Galantis. And... 
think back to maybe you were a teenager and there was a song that you just played over and over again because your heart was broken. Oh, okay. You know, was there a, do you, or maybe, maybe it's been more recent than that. Is there a song that you just put on or anytime you hear it, you think, oh my God, I remember when that douchebag did that to me. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Heartbreak Anthem. What's yours? 87 102 Today FM. You were saying, Dermot, during a little mix there in Galantis to list, to think about the song that you can yes. remember back to a broken heart. Have you got one, a broken heart one that you oh, remember? Oh, yes, I do. Because actually the girl at the time made it really easy for me because she gave me the album as she dumped me. Oh, wow. Um, and it was a Disintegration by The Cure, which pretty much described how my heart was feeling at the time. Um, and pictures of you will forever remind me of that moment. It's a pretty good breakup song, isn't it? It is. It's a got good the, heartbreak fairness, anthem. The Cure's Disintegration is an album full of breakup <laughs> yeah, songs. Yeah. Maria, what about you? Uh, I don't know that I have one necessarily for a breakup, but I, I have one for when I was small mm-hmm. and my best friend lived a couple of doors down. But there was a girl down the end of the road that was our age as well. And she used to sometimes not call for me <gasps> and then just go and call for this other girl. And at the time, no doubt, Don't Speak was huge. And the start of that song, like it used to make me nearly cry because she was a sneak offer with Jade. Oh, did you just been here? It's written just for you. <laughs> uh, loads of text in 087-4100-102. Blink-182's Miss You. Stop this pain tonight. Oh, yeah. you got to kick the skateboard you. around the room <laughs> to that one. Now, uh, let your emo fringe hang low. <laughs> Adele, someone like you. you see my face and that you be reminded that for me it isn't over fairness, Adele could sing for She's a Jolly Good Fellow and it would sound like a heartbreak anthem. Uh, a lot of people are suggesting one of my favourite songs, which maybe I should have done for Cheese and Crackers, because it's Daniel Bedingfield. Remember this? Is this yours? It is now. I'm getting them up. So Okay, we're celebrating Sonic 2. It's the brand new film. We've got all the cast on the show today, including Mr. Jim Carrey. Oh, Jim Carrey. Like, what a hero. Like, the excitement between myself and Dermot. Like, we get to interview a lot of celebrities. And look, let's be honest, we don't take it for granted. We're very, very lucky people. We understand that. But every now and again, someone comes along and you go, oh my God, we're going to get to talk to Jim Carrey. He's coming up before 10 o'clock. First up, though, let's talk to Tika Sumter and Natasha Rothwell. You'll know them from this first Sonic movie. Uh, Rachel uh, is uh, Natasha's character, and uh, Maddie is Tika's character. Yeah, two sisters, and uh, Maddie, of course, is with Tom, who's played by James Marsden, and they're they're looking after Sonic uh, when he has come down to planet Earth. And Rachel absolutely, as Maddie's sister, 
absolutely hates Tom, thinks Tom is not the right man for for Maddie, and there's a wonderful dynamic all the way through both movies. And outside of Sonic, Natasha is a writer and an actress, of course, and a comedian. She's best known for her work on Saturday Night Live. And Tika Sumter actually played Michelle Obama oh, yeah. in a much acclaimed uh, romantic drama called Southside with You. You also know her from Gossip Girl as well, if you remember that show. Uh, so we caught up with Tika Sumter and Natasha Rothwell. What's happening? <laughs> okay, quick version. No, that's the trailer to the movie. Here's the chat with the girls. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How are you guys? Good. Hi, Dermot and Dave. Yeah, nice to see you. And you too. Well done on Sonic and Sonic 2. Oh, man. So excited. We're really happy just to be here talking about it. Yeah. Uh, it looked like tremendous fun to make. I could just imagine you guys just killing yourselves laughing for the whole thing. We we were. Yeah. We were actually it felt like we weren't working most of the time. <laughs> so much fun. Yeah. I mean, just to play with this one, like the jokes, the freedom to play and to improvise. Like I'm so grateful to our director Jeff Fowler who just really created a culture of fun. And yeah. those scenes, those those action scenes cuz like this there's girl power in this movie. Woo! You two together. You're yeah. a force. <laughs> You're a force. And those scenes, like Natasha, particularly like Rachel in her wedding dress, just like on a mission to, oh. we don't want to give anything away, but to kill somebody. And it is just, <laughs> no mercy. It is just no mercy. so fun. Yeah. No mercy. Don't get it twisted. She might be wearing a wedding dress, but that is an action hero. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Actually, Na- Natasha, I, I, I'm not even sure we should be talking to you because I've heard that you are like Dave here and everyone else I seem to meet, another wordle. Nerdle. I am a wordle nerdle indeed. I have unfollowed some friends that have spoiled uh, a wordle or two. Is it? It's just. I mean, that is just sacrilegious. Uh, but yeah. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I, you have to teach me how to play that. Oh man, it's just so oh, nerdy and fun. You guys are like me and Dermot then, because Tika, you don't play, and so then Natasha is constantly talking about Wordle and about how she's done that day. Dermot's the same. He just he just blanks me every time I bring it up. Tika, I get blanked. We have lives. We have interesting <laughs> things. I just started learning how to play the one where uh, the numbers. Oh, so Sudoku? Yes. Oh, that is so oh, 2000. Wow. Yeah, welcome to 20 years welcome ago. Welcome to 20 years later. <laughs> I, I was so oh. proud of myself. I'm like, oh, that's how it works. I mean, I was so excited for today. I played Sonic as my first guest. I mean, it's just, it's fun. It's fun with words. I love it. Tika, does your daughter, does your Ella, does she know that you're in Sonic and does she love the fact that you're in Sonic? Are you kidding me? She's taught me about Sonic. (laughs) Like, more characters than I ever knew. I was like, wait, there's another, wait, that's another. She's like, yeah. And and every day she's like, so Sonic is really real though, right? Like, because I met him in Hawaii, you know. (laughs) And I was like, okay, yes, he's real. Whatever you want it to be. You know, she is so, like, you don't understand my daughter saw the first one at three years old, and that's the first time she just she sat there and watched it. Now at five, she's overly excited <laughs> to watch the next one. Wow. Oh. Well, we don't want to obviously, you know, uh, ruin anything for anybody, but uh, are, is there a skill to talking to someone or something that isn't really there? A tennis ball. <laughs> yes, I think um, it's it's it requires you to use your imagination, old school, I was right? Say, like SpongeBob, SpongeBob says, imagination, imagination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely have a five year old. <laughs> and I think I know, right? She, her references. I'm like, uh huh. What's a SpongeBob? No. 
Um, but I think, too, it helped. There was an amazing uh, uh, improv- improviser named Scott who would read Sonic's lines off camera, who could oh, improvise and play along. So it really allowed you to feel like you were actually acting across from someone. But, yeah, it yeah. took a lot of faith to... Uh, have a serious conversation with the tennis ball. Well, one of my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite things in this movie is uh, is Rachel's relationship with Tom. You you hate him so much, and I love the fact that in the kids' movie, there's allowed to be a relationship where one person just hates the other. Yeah. Person. <laughs> I mean, if this is my sister, and I'm very protective of, and I have two sisters in real life, so I'm very protective of them. So it was very easy to translate that kind of sister energy um but very hard to pretend not to like uh james Marsden. <laughs> like, oh my like, gosh come on the most likable guy in hollywood truly <laughs> well um you've just met the two most likable guys in ireland according yeah. to us <laughs> yeah but when i come you to ireland one day i'm gonna look you two up there you go you won't oh. have far to look we're everywhere <laughs> <laughs> We're like a virus. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much. It was fun. Thanks, guys. And congratulations on the movie. Thank, Thank you, guys. Take care. So well, so this morning, lads, I'm listening to the radio this morning, but the radio's in the kitchen. I'm in a joining room and I'm working. I thought you said Kiefer Sutherland had played Michelle Obama. You said Tika <laughs> Sumter. But from the other room, Tika Sumter sounded like Kiefer Sutherland. Maybe there is an alternate reality where Kiefer Sutherland played Michelle Obama. I would like Who to would see play that. Barack in that situation? Um, Dame Maggie, what's her name? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Maggie, what's her name? Yeah, you know her. We've got to say a big hello to Mikey, who is eight, and Rory, who's three on Sunday. They're at home in Listleton County, Kerry, with their mammy, Laura, listening to us talking about Sonic, because they both have tummy bugs. Aw, hope you feel better, but they're major Sonic fans, and that comes in from their dad, who is at work. Speaking of Kerry, someone said that Michael Fassbender, Kerry legend, does mm-hmm. a great impression of Jim Kerry, who we're going to oh. be talking to in a few minutes. We scoured the internet for it, and we couldn't find it. I, we found him doing impressions of Ian McKellen, Gandalf, and... Uh, and actually, James, did, you say, did you say Ian McKellen to Ian McKellen though? To, yeah, Ian, yeah. So he's doing it to Ian McKellen, <laughs> I and love in that. the same video, James McAvoy, also from X Men, yeah. is doing an impression of Patrick Stewart of Captain Picard fame to Patrick Stewart, who finds it. Both of them find it hilarious. <laughs> That's which brilliant. is always nice to hear. Well, James Marsden from Sonic, who plays Tom Wachowski in yeah. Sonic, he was in all the X Men movies: X Men, X Men Two, X Men: The Last Stand, all those ones. Uh, he was also in Westworld. Ben Schwartz is the voice of uh, Sonic, and he is in things like Parks and Rec, you know from that. He's in that brilliant uh, BoJack Horseman show and the Lego movie too and stuff. And I caught up with James and Ben to talk all things Sonic 2. Guys, I'm Dave from Dermot and Dave on Today FM in Ireland. God, I hate you so much. You know I'm sitting next to one of the world's sexiest men and he doesn't even brag about I it. I don't know. <laughs> well, now you're looking at the the actual world's sexiest man. Thank which you very is, much for having me. us. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> And it's an honor to be talking to who I feel are two honorary Irish dudes because, James, you just shot in Ennis Kerry in Dublin last year. That's and right. And you lived here in, in Kilkenny. Kilkenny. Yeah, but went to Kerry. Love the, love the Kerry accent. Good. I don't have one of those, but I'm glad you did. So t- hang talk to me for a second about Kilkenny because did you come here to study field sports? This is amazing. Nobody, I never get to talk about this stuff. When I was in college, I did my senior thesis. I was a psychology and anthropology major. What? And I, yeah, I didn't do any, I did improv the last year of college. And so um, 
And so I did my, this is so boring, I apologize. I did my senior thesis on sports being a microcosm of society. So then I wow. interviewed people in America about sports and then them as humans. And then I went to Ireland and interviewed 60 people that played uh, Gaelic football, who played Hurley, and like interviewed them all. And the coolest part is how much of a community there is in Ireland. When, and I yeah. joined a basketball team. I was the only Jewish person ever to join St. Patrick's Cathedral <laughs> and played and also figured out what the term farmer strength means, where it's like somebody, someone would set a pick on me and just looks like a normal dude, and then they'd pick you, and they're all muscle. Like every out, because all they do is like, <laughs> yeah. they're farming all the, so they, and I'd just be leveled, thrown across the court. But it was, ama- well, it was I, amazing. I, and you really get to meet people that way because these, these athletes are amateur athletes that have other jobs. And so we go to the pubs afterwards and you really get to see them be human beings. So exactly. I had the best time in Ireland. But I'm really glad that you studied, your thesis was field sports, because for a minute I thought you came to Ireland to study fields. Now we have a lot of them. A ton of fields. As you have seen, but field sports. Oh my goodness. When I went to the Aran Islands, that's one of the most magical experiences I've ever had being around huge fields. Amazing. And James, Enniscarry shooting disenchanted, good fun? Oh, we loved it. I loved it. I did a TV pilot back in 96 Wow! in Dublin, oh, wow. and I, I fell in love with it then. And I know it's a different place now, but it was just back, you know, great to be back however many decades later. Um, wow. I was there. It was a short trip this time. It was like two and a half weeks, but wow. um, I loved it. We were, there, we were there like in July when it was – I heard the, the locals complaining that it was – not complaining that it was hot, but it was hot. But – Hot. I mean, they were all. So it's a rarity. Yeah, it was but wonderful. It was like I was ready to be cold and bundled up. And yeah, would, um, loved it. Some of the kindest, weather. kindest, wonderful people there. Most wonderful. I agree. Like the, the, one of the most wonderful experiences I've ever the had. Most generous. Love. They, they were very welcoming. Love that we were there. And I just I can't say enough nice things about the people and in wow. Dublin. Yeah, it was wonderful well, people. Our, it's exciting. We get to talk about it. Thrilled to hear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, we should also talk about the fact that you guys are in an amazing movie, Sonic Two. Absolutely loved it. What's it like to come back to a franchise when you've already done one and now you're coming back? I know, James, you'll have done that in X Men and things, but like, what's it like to come back to something like this and get everybody back together and then add in new people as well? It's great. I mean, you know, it's like you you want to just ride this horse into the sunset. It's 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 it's, it's what you, you you always well that means ending it, right? That means ending it. So you mean <laughs> that that metaphor is terrible? Actually, it's the opposite of that. No, it's I just mean, mounting just like, your you horse know, to start riding. Like let's just let's just make ten of these. Um, it's great. I mean, like franchise has always been a word I struggled with because it sounds you know. Uh, um, it just sounds like the business side of the whole thing. I don't know, but, yeah. that, but it doesn't become that until you have the success of the first movie. Mm. And and um, I remember Ian McKellen telling me that. He was like, "I don't like the word franchise." It just um, did you hear is Ian McKellen? It was amazing. Wow. Did you hear that both Ian McKellen and the name drop? I don't like the word franchise. Yeah. Oh, this is fantastic! And give me Gandalf saying, "You shall not pass." You shall not pass. <laughs> wow. Ben, I want the same exact line from you, please. And by the way, I need you to know I'm an unbelievable impression. I'm a voiceover artist. I can nail this. Any any Ian McKellen line I will nail. Which which line would you like to hear? Um, I would like you to hear, hear fly, you fools. Ah, fly, you fools. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. That's when, um, that's when Ian listen. McKellen voiced Snagglepuss. Exit stage left, even. <laughs> I have to exit stage left, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for Sonic 2. Myself and my kids loved it. Oh, Amazing. Man, that's great. Thank you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> There you go. That's James Martin who plays Sheriff Tom Wachowski funny. and Ben Schwartz, ben Schwartz plays Sonic. They're such funny lads. And <laughs> it's amazing impersonation of Gandalf. 
Because <laughs> he, he totally fooled me. He April fooled me. He said, like, I'm a voiceover artist. This is what I do. I can nail anybody. And I was like, okay, we're going to get the most amazing <laughs> Shelly has been on from Monaghan. She says, so get in the mood for Sonic now. We're booked in to see it tonight. Can't wait. Did you have the video games? Anybody here? Did you play? Yes, yes Sonic, Sonic on a Sega. Absolutely. And uh, my mate John Doolan had a Sega and I had a ZX Spectrum and then a Nintendo uh, and then a PlayStation, but he was the Sega man. Rentha John's house, hours on Sonic. Sonic was like one of our favorite games. What year did was that game out? Would you say? Like was it late eighties? Yeah, I'm gonna. Mid eighties. I'm gonna hazard a guess at late eighties. And gamers now are going. What are you talking about? It was 1974. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you now. Uh, well, I, I don't. The Sega Mega Drive seemed to pass me by, and I I don't really know why. I I missed out in that chunk. I and then I I remember I had the PS One, and I also had a ZX Spectrum, and my mate had a Commodore sixty four. But that that bit in between, I didn't seem to have any games at all. <laughs> it seems that his first appearance was in a game called Rad Racer in nineteen ninety. He was kind of a cameo character, and then he got promoted from there. Wow, um, just like yeah. Joey's, uh, just like that spin-off series from Friends did much better than the... <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> no, 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 it didn't. Uh, come here, coming up in a few minutes' time, we are very excited to say we're going to be joined by this man. I like you, Mary. <sighs> I like you a lot. <laughs> you, know, you have to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well... Good morning. <laughs> morning. Good morning. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know why I pulled you over? Depends on how long you were following me. <laughs> why don't we just take it from the top? Here goes. I sped. I followed too closely. I ran a stop sign. I almost hit a Chevy. I sped some more. I failed to yield at a crosswalk. I changed lanes in the intersection. I changed lanes without signaling while running a red light and speeding. <laughs> <laughs> liar, liar. Do you remember when me, myself, and Irene, Irene and yeah. he threw himself out of the car? Oh, God. That's one of the greatest yeah. moments. Jim Carrey is going to join Dermot <laughs> and Dave in a few minutes' time. He plays Dr. Robotnik in Sonic 2. We'll have a chat with Jim in a couple of minutes on Today FM. His name is Jim Carrey. He pretty much needs no introduction because he's certainly one of the best-known movie stars on the planet. He's definitely one of our heroes. Absolute favourite comedy actor of all time. And here we go. Jim Carrey, how Dermot are you? and Dave, that sounds like a claymation movie. <laughs> if only they just make it, Jim. We're they ready would to just go. make the damn Dermot and Dave movie already. <laughs> the world needs Dermot and Dave. They need it. Uh, thank you. We've been trying to tell them that for years. Start but, thinking you know, about it, boys. Yeah. The radio thing is there. That's fine. We need the claymation at you this point. You need to be claymated. Yeah. Uh, hey, look, yeah. It's, it's Dr. Robotnik. Like, like my Sega Mega Drive came alive, and you are here. This is such here. an amazing thing. I'm, I'm so glad I'm, to I'm see you. I'm a lucky you guy Dr. to be Robotnik. part of that lore, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's amazing that, you know, kind of because me and Sonic actually became part of the zeitgeist at the same time, somewhere around 1993, yeah. you know, both of us took off. And so it's a crazy magical synchronicity happening with this film that that we actually kind of hold the same space for people you know people that grew up you know with us at the same time you know yeah. and uh and I, I feel fantastic that i get to be a character in that thing yeah and your, your performance as always is so brilliant 
Uh, are you able to keep the lid on the improviser part of you? Uh, or do you love to just see what happens? Yeah, it's not a disease. <laughs> 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 it's, still, it's still a choice, thank God. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a form of Tourette's, but uh, it, it's, it's still a valuable tool. Uh, but, you know, I, the thing about it is that I, I improvise a little for sure because everything changes when you see the scene, when you see the the, physical, the amazing sets people make and the incredible mm. props you're given and the suits and the costumes are brilliant. So everything changes. You can plan whatever you want in your hotel room. But, uh, but when you get there, it's a new, new day. And, uh, and so all I do for my own insurance purposes is I write constantly. I keep writing and I keep writing and I keep writing. I write at night and I write in my sleep and I write when I wake up. And, uh, and I write until I'm exhausted. And I write on the set while I'm doing it. And I'll take a line from anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. And, uh, you know, my assistant, Nicole, has written some of the great lines in Sonic. Uh, well, one of my favorites is there's a line you say. I won't, I won't spoil it for anybody. But there's a line you say when you're on the mushroom planet. Yeah. And it, uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a pun of the highest caliber. <laughs> the Shiitake so planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. I you don't think what that's I was talking one of yours, is it, Nicole? No, no. That's not one of yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, you know, really I think it's, that's, that's how I stay alive. And that's how I've been here so long is I never stop working it. And I give them about 100 times what they need. And they take... You know, ten ideas out of a hundred, and they, and hopefully, a couple of those ideas are some something you might not have seen before. You know, yeah. I, I'm always fascinated by your outlook on life. I love following you on Instagram. I love how you how you see your life and and Jim Carrey, the the different roles that Jim Carrey has played in your life. Where do you see yourself now? How does all that fit together now? Uh, I think all is divine, and I am that, and you are that. And that's how I see myself. I see myself as, quite honestly, as uh, as a as a one soul that's shared by everybody, and whose sorrow is shared by everybody, and whose laughter is shared by everybody, and uh, and that our so this whatever energy this is doesn't stop at the edge of our skin. You know, our bodies aren't you know aren't aren't the end of the story they're 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 the beginning they're they're contained within the entirety of ourselves so i i can literally have a tangible experience of that anytime i want i i really do and i know it sounds foo-foo in la or whatever but uh i've worked at it for a long time uh, through meditation and through whatever my uh Ad- teaching of of Advaita Vedanta, which is uh, which is means there, the knowledge that there are no two things. So I feel infinitely connected to you. There's no difference between me here in Ireland and everything that happens there. And uh, and I love you like my family. And and that's that. Wow. Well, Dermot's a meditation teacher, so you are speaking his language. Oh, wonderful! Uh, you wonderful. just you've yeah. Dave will tell you this is this is. This is just the greatest moment. Well, it's the second greatest. The greatest moment is when Jim said we're doing a claymation movie and he's on board. That's the greatest moment. This is the second greatest moment. This is right up there. (laughs) Jim, thanks so much. Thank you, guys. It was a pleasure talking to you. You too. Say, Give my best to Ireland, please. Will do. I love you. Absolutely.
There you go. Jim Carrey said he loves us. I know. And then I wasn't sure if Jim Carrey says I love you, do you say I love you too? Yeah. You said I absolutely. Got, and I said I just, oh, thanks. So. I stayed quiet. And then we just. <laughs> and the thing is, when you're doing a Zoom interview, it doesn't end. Like, it, they go, thanks. And then and then you have to reach and you click leave. And then it goes, leave meeting. And you're like, yes. <laughs> yeah, we're so all looking at all each other. All those things are happening. And you're standing there going, he just, got- he just said I love you. I love Jim Carrey. I love oh, his thing. You, yeah, you do love his thing. No, sorry, just clarify because what do you mean by you love his thing? I love thing? his shtick. Okay. No, that's no, bad too. That's worse. <laughs> Let's play Westlife on today. I love his way. His movies. I love his movies. But he's seen Peacemaker, Dermot. Actually, Dave, uh, to give you your credit, which yeah. doesn't happen very often, uh, a lot of people have seen Peacemaker. Yes. Uh, someone says it's excellent. Um, Dave, Peacemaker is class. You should have the theme tune as your next cheese song, <laughs> well, actually, says Baz. A lot of people talking about the opening theme tune. So if you you know how big John Cena is. He's like, I don't know, six foot whatever, and he's absolutely enormous. And in Peacemaker, he wears a kind of a, a, a chrome metal helmet, which makes his head look even bigger than it is, which is already big. And in the opening of the thing, first of all, the whole soundtrack is hair metal. So if you like, you know, Motley Crue, Rat... Like, all those bands that were around in the 80s, um, they're so rather a great band. Raven. Uh, anyway, if you like those lads and that kind of music, have a listen. This is the opening theme song. Peacemaker on Sky Max. Now imagine giant John Cena doing a rehearsed boy band dance routine with the other cast. Okay, we're this get, is what we're doing. We're here. getting the tone of the show yeah, now. It's so good. Uh, you mentioned my breakfast a little while ago, yeah. and that I had uh, a separate ramekin of beans. <laughs> uh, someone says, "Dermot, was a container of beans before a celebrity interview a wise choice?" Oh, good point. Yeah, we've got to talk to someone vets special. No, no, we've said it now, haven't we? <laughs> We didn't say who. <laughs> we did. <laughs> He's already burping. <laughs> we're talking to Michael Bublé. Maria already said it. So yeah, we're bring, we're bringing the, the interview on Monday. But if yeah. we on Monday say he's in studio, just go along with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the fourth wall is safe, guys. If we on Monday are apologising to Michael Bublé for the stench that Dermot Whelan brought to the interview, we also want you to go with that. The world needs Dermot and Dave. They need it. Listen back to more from the Dermot and Dave show on todayfm.com. Dermot and Dave. Weekday mornings from 9 on Today FM.